For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 120 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And this week, you know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about The Last Jedi trailer. And I've had time to contemplate. So have I. I have so ready. completely avoided listening to a single of my friend's trailer breakdown podcasts and it has been fucking killing me (laughs) so not only am i excited to talk about the trailer with you i'm excited to get this over with so i can go listen to all my friends and what they think about the trailer so last week i teased it we are going to have a very special guest this week to help us with the trailer breakdown and uh he's here he's very majestic He's a benevolent yet stern ruler of all times. That's right. The king of all times, King Tom. How's it going, Hawes and Will? Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad oh, to have you back, It's a pleasure buddy. having you, bud. That's I've been right. looking forward to this all week. Yeah. Me I, too. I have to, actually. I set it up with uh, Tom, I don't know, a couple weeks. What When it really finally looked like the trailer would be this week, I was like, all right. I feel like King Tom's the dude for this one, so... Hawes asked me what time to set up so he could let Tom know. I was like, oh, snap, King Tom? No way. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What's funny is last week I was talking on the podcast. And I was like, I think we got a special guest coming. And Will was like, ooh, who are you talking about? You haven't even told me that. And then we got off the, the Skype call, and I still hadn't told him. I, told <laughs> him. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell him. Well, um, guys, how has your week been? Mine's been good. I actually literally just came in from a chili uh, tasting contest. Holy crap. It was delicious. I tasted some chilies. How many chilies did you try? I I, I forgot to count, but it was like 10 to 12. There were like six on each side. Is that why your bathroom fan was running before (laughs) we started recording? (laughs) Dude, I got to get that out of the way. I sat around. I was like, "Mm, time to take the pre-podcast plops and just get it out. (laughs) Dude, uh, 
I don't know why chili. I'm not a huge fan of. It's the really? beans. I'm not a big beans guy. I had an argument with someone that said it wasn't soup, and I was like, "Chili is soup." They're like, "No, it's not. It's more meat than anything. It's like meat and beans in a plate in a, in a bowl." Like, and I was like, "So it's taco meat, is what you're telling me, or it's manwich?" They're like, "No, it's it's none of that." But I I'm I I say chili is soup. It's an incredibly thick soup, but it is mm-hmm. a soup or stew, if you a will. Stew. Yeah, I, that's what I was about to say because it does have stewed tomatoes. And I just consider oh stew God. a soup, just a, a different kind you. of soup. I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, check that out. A little surprise cooking with Will segment. Who who saw yeah, that sorry. coming? Uh, how you been, buddy, Tom? I've been I've been really well. Um, I had a few things going on the previous few weeks. Big deadline at work that you know everything that I had to do done for did didn't really have any problems with. So it was nice to get that out of the way. Uh, my daughter had surgery. Um, two weeks ago, and she's recovering from that. So it was, a f- you know, a few stressful weeks there. But this past week, uh, you know, we had the trailer on Monday. Got my got my tickets um, to see the Last Jedi also Monday. So that it was great to have that trailer and a little bit of stress um, with the tickets because I'm the person who buys the tickets for my friends for ah, opening night. Gotcha. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people have had problems with the tickets this go around. It was just a mess, uh, I think, the way they did it. So it's nice to get those out of the way. And then work was very productive and all all the stuff I did, you know, no one came back and had any problems with. So that's always nice. Good. So it's been it's good. been a good week. And now, you know, I have this to cap it all off. So couldn't be better. Mm. Right. I'm glad your daughter's healing well. I know that's it. Thank you. That's a stressful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, yeah, tickets. I actually, I mean... I had to wait in a queue on Fandango mm-hmm. for about Did 15 you really? minutes. Yeah. Like they had this little loading bar that looked like a lightsaber and it said, you're in line to purchase tickets for this showing. You have approximately 15 minutes left. And of course, to me, it's a Yeah. To <laughs> me, that is the most stressful part because I'm afraid I'm going to close the window or my phone is going to die. It's going to lose battery and I'm going to lose my mm-hmm. place in line. But uh, yeah, I mean the the timer went down. I got my tickets. Boom! No no super issue. Like it didn't crash on me or anything. Um, I was scared that I wouldn't get tickets. Like I would think that I'd be scared that as soon as it popped up for the queue, that they'd be like, "Oh, sold out." So many people. Yeah. Well, they didn't say because I go to an AMC. I'm a big fan of the AMC here in Columbus. There are a few of them. There's this one down by campus. And they didn't say when they were going on sale, and I just happened to refresh it randomly, maybe about 45 minutes before the trailer, and it let me in, and I'm like, I'm buying my tickets. Damn. But they had all the, they had, I don't know if your chain is doing it, but this fan event that starts an hour earlier. Uh, and So I think that is exclusive to AMC theaters, and as far as I okay. know, we don't have any AMCs in our area. We mm-hmm. w- the tickets I got are part of some sort of Regal Cinema promotions where I got a poster, but I had to okay. go on the website to like redeem it, and then oh, right. I think maybe there's a couple of extra things uh, that you get, maybe like a cup or a popcorn tin or something, um, mm-hmm. but it's not the full on hour early now. With that AMC event, I have a feeling the movie's probably still going to start at 7. I think they're doing like an hour of special content before it, whatever that's going to be. I'll be interested yeah. to hear what that is, uh, you know, once it all shakes out. 
Yeah, it'll be. I, I just want to see it early, and it's in it's in the big IMAX theater they have. The one thing is, that's they're switching that theater, that screen to reserve seating this year. So I also wanted to get on the website and get them as early as I could. That time, the only thing was, I'm ordering for all these people, and ticket prices are double what they are for a normal show there. Oh so I yeah. Make, I had to make the snap decision of okay, I'm just going to get these, and if people complain, I don't want to lose friendships about it or anything. So I'll just. I, I won't worry about them making it up or anything. Right, right. So it was a little stressful, but I have them. I'm happy. Uh, I did want to ask, though, are you two seeing it, seeing it together, or what are your plans for seeing it? Will? I think we're going to be able to. I think I'm going to be able to see it with Haas. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. Will a ticket, and I told him, like, look, you know, I know you, you live a couple hours away now, and you're a busy guy. If you can't make it, I'm sure I can find someone to take your ticket. But mm-hmm. I want to go. I went ahead and got him a ticket just in case. Like with Rogue One, a good guy he is. Because a Rogue One last year, the ticket demand was way less, and right. Will didn't decide he could come until like I don't know three weeks before the movie, and still was able to get yep. a ticket. Yep. I didn't think it was necessarily going to be that possible with the Last Jedi, so I wanted to go ahead and make sure he got a ticket. So I took care of that. Um, so I'm glad to hear you're going to be able to come, Will. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I wouldn't miss it. That means we've been able to see every new Star Wars together so far. Indeed. That's awesome. You know, when yeah. you can see, because I have, I have my one friend, I have actually a few friends I see it with, and it's great, like, having the same crew for the first time. Yeah. There's a crew that we went with the, um, the Force Awakens and Rogue One, and um, it was good to see Bryce and Steve. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Bryce got tickets, and he's coming to the showing. I believe Steve got a ticket. Maybe he got one for Cindy as well. I'm not sure. So they're going to be there. I don't know that Miss Bone and Nutty are going to be able to come um, because right. of her new job, but she's going right. to try. Um, and then she obviously, got a new job. Me and Jesse and. Um, Jeremy is coming. He got a uh, a ticket for the same Space show. Space Barbarian. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a decent little crew. I believe Jeff, our buddy Jeff, got a ticket too. And nice. uh, the idea is, just like last year, to come over to my house and immediately record a reaction podcast. And yeah. we're working on some plans to get other people that aren't necessarily in the area involved for you know some quick reactions. So uh, you guys can look forward to that. I'm trying to get the list together and <clears throat> work with people to see if they'll be available. I know with it being on a Thursday and like I'm taking the next day off. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's not that big of a deal for me. But, uh, you know, I know a lot of other people are going to have to work in the morning. So if they can't make it, it's not you know going to be a huge deal or anything. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's. It seems like uh, the first three quarters of the year always goes by pretty quick leading to the Star Wars movies, and then this last two months is going to crawl. Right, right. And now I, I do have one other question for you, and th- this is for both of you, but mostly with Chef Will in mind. What kind of movie theater concessions do you like? And if you get popcorn, how do you guys like your popcorn? Ooh, you're talking to a candy connoisseur here. Now, I'm a candy man myself. Uh, I really like the sour gummies. 
I mean, okay. just I'm a I'm a gummy fan. I love the sour gummies. But Twizzlers in the movies, something about Twizzlers takes extra good in the movies. Hmm. Um, but I do like popcorn now. I'm not I, if La Haas will get popcorn, and hmm. uh, if I'm gonna eat popcorn, a little butter. And some theaters have like the seasoning, so and yeah. like the white cheddar seasoning is good. Okay. It's not crucial, but popcorn, just a little butter. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Will. Like, I like popcorn, and and typically the only time I like popcorn is at a movie theater. Like, I, I'm not a guy that's like, ooh, let's pop some popcorn at home, break out the yeah. Jiffy Pop. But um, I, I don't think I can do popcorn anymore. I don't know. I, well, one, I'm getting fucking old and broken down like a used car. When I went oh. to see it, I got a giant popcorn because I hadn't eaten dinner and I was real hungry. And dude, I was sick for like two days with like indigestion and just stomach Damn. issues. And maybe it was something else, but I blamed the popcorn. Yeah. Um, hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm gonna have to avoid popcorn now, especially during a Star Wars movie. I don't want to be miserable after. No. Um, but I, I go Sour Patch Kids. That is my movie candy du jour. Or Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Reese's Pieces. Although Sour Patch Kids are really good too. Um, What's your favorite? What do you eat at the movies? Uh, I do popcorn with a decent amount of butter, especially if it's the serve your own kind. And, oh, yeah. And sometimes Reese's Pieces. There you go. <laughs> I also am a fan of movie theater nachos. You know what I'm talking about? Where you get the little tray that's got the separated yeah. cup of cheese, the stale-ass round chips. Well, do you want to take it up one notch? I went to a movie theater in Dallas uh-huh. that you order. You have a waiter, and you order from the restaurant that's right next to it. Like there's, uh, Yeah, they, that's mm-hmm. a, sort of a, a, you know, a, a more prevalent thing. I, I don't think we have one here in Birmingham that does that, but I think there's maybe one in Huntsville and one in... Tuscaloosa. I just remember thinking that was fucking kick ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's sort of what I go for is just your typical movie snacks, I guess. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see if I manage to eat dinner before the Last Jedi. I may break my no popcorn rule, and then in the reaction podcast, I'll be like, "Oh, feel good." <laughs> no. Take it, Will. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, Tom, buddy, uh, you kind of teased us. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to get out of the way before we get to the breakdown. You teased us before we started that you had a cooking with Will question. Okay, yes, I do. Uh, my wife and I have a difference of opinion. and She made some for dinner tonight. You know, we, you, uh, I do most of the cooking, but she helps out a lot, too. And I was getting home late from work tonight, so she did a lot of the cooking. And she made a spaghetti squash, which is... Not exactly my favorite thing, more just because of how long and the amount of work it takes to put into it. And we were talking about it. She's like, well, ask Will what he thinks of spaghetti squash. So my wife, my lovely wife, Christina, would like to know what Chef Will thinks about spaghetti squash. Um, spaghetti squash. Uh, funny aside, before we go into it, I, I almost hacked off my pinky cutting a spaghetti squash in half one time uh i've got this big like square shaped scar on my pinky where i cut into the flap of skin and then i was like oh shit and i had to flap it back down and like 
basically super glue it back down. Anyway, kind of gross. Uh, but spaghetti squash, how are you cooking it that it's a pain well, in the ass? Usually, you know, roast it and then scrape out the ins. Roast it for 45 minutes to an hour and then scrape out the insides with a fork. That's how I've done it. Okay. Um, when I do it, I, I basically roast it too, but I kind of steam it at the same time. So I take, excuse me, uh, like a Pyrex dish, put okay. a decent amount of water in there. Not a, you know, not a, a lot, but maybe two cup, a cup and a half of water. I poke the holes in the back of the spaghetti squash, and then mm -hmm. I lay it face side down. So the, the outer shell is sticking up with the holes in it. You stick that in the oven, roast it for maybe, I guess, 45 minutes. Um, and it's easier for me to scrape the insides out. Also, uh, there's no caramelization uh, from the roasting. But if you like the caramelization from the roasting, that's kind of why some people roast it. But it's easier mm -hmm. for me to scrape out like that, uh, especially if I'm going to use it as a noodle substitute. Right. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it feels like noodles, more like. And uh, from there, the sauce you use uh, is really important to, mm -hmm. to, to accent the spaghetti squash. The, the flavor of spaghetti squash, I really like in general. You know, spaghetti squash, a little butter, salt, and pepper. I mean, you can't go wrong. Like, that by itself is pretty good. I would saute it, you know, in a, with a little bit of butter if you're going to eat it straight up like that, or maybe just a little bit of olive oil and some fresh vegetables finished with a little bit of Parmesan. But if you make a kick-ass spaghetti sauce, just using um, the spaghetti squash instead of noodles can be really good. The one thing you will want to do is you want to make sure it's kind of drained a little bit because if yeah. you do steam it like that with the water, it will retain some moisture. Mm -hmm. um, and, then it, and then you're good to go. Also, the cool thing about it is it's one of those things that uh, over time is kick-ass. So let's say you make the, the spaghetti squash dish. You have some. It's really better the second day because all the flavor from the sauce has really had time to permeate through the squash after uh, it's been cooled down from its original heating. Same thing for any soup. Your mm -hmm. soup's always better on the second, third day. That's because molecularly those structures are broken down and blended together better. Okay. I know that was probably way too in depth. Or no, maybe, I, um, I liked all that, and I'm going to be sharing that with her. So cool. uh, maybe, maybe it might change my view on spaghetti squash. So thank you very much. My, yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah. I love my, spaghetti squash. My time here is done. Thanks. Have a great rest of your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So uh, now that we got all those pleasantries out of the way, you guys want to talk a little Last Jedi trailer? I mean, we could just skip it if you want. And keep talking about squash. I, just, I have a question. Okay. I'm fiending for some business. If you oh! hit the business before we talk about The Last Jedi. I was so excited to have damn-ass King Tom on that I forgot to give the business. You can uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have shirts, stickers, uh, cell phone cases, all that shit for sale on our TeePublic store at tpublic.com slash user slash blueharvestpodcast. And we are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, along with such great shows as Now This Is Podcasting, Rebel Girl, Steel War, Steel War, Steel Wars, <laughs> Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. <clears throat> there we go. There's the business. Now. That was, that was good business. Uh, so the trailer came out Monday. 
during Monday Night Football. Did you guys partake in watching Monday Night Football leading up to the trailer? No. I was I was streaming it, but only because of uh, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of hanging out in the Steel Wars um, little chat room. I didn't. I wasn't able to hang out for that long afterwards. But I did. I did. I did watch. I, I didn't watch football, but I had it on. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was working, so I just had football on in the background. And the only time I've watched an NFL game in the last two years has been for Star Wars trailers. So, mm-hmm. um, not an NFL guy. And to be honest, I, I'm more of a, a college football guy. But I haven't even really watched any of that since Star Wars came back. So. I'm pretty sure the reason they do that is because ESPN's a Disney company, right? Well, yeah, and, oh, and it it's it's also not to promote it to us or people that listen to Star Wars podcasts or hardcore Star Wars fans. It's to promote it. You know it's coming. Right. It's to promote mm-hmm. it to the general audience uh, that hasn't been following this movie since The Force Awakens came out. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's why that goes on. Every time they do it, the last two times, there has been like these awkward, normie, non-Star Wars fan moments. Like this year, (laughs) as soon as the trailer was over, the announcer was like, and there you have it, the Star Wars trailer. And here I am with First Order Trooper. He didn't say a First Order Trooper or anything. Like he was referring to him like the character's name was First Order Trooper. And I was like, Did he say did he say first trooper or was it first order trooper? I thought I, he said first trooper. He might have said first trooper. I can't quite remember. Either way, he fucked it up. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, guys, just put a tiny bit more effort into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but uh, before we get into breaking it down, uh, what did you guys think of the trailer in general? What did you think? Uh, we'll go with you, King Tom, first. I I loved it. I don't know if it's possible to be in love with a movie I haven't seen yet, but I am. It was, it show. it felt like it showed us everything, but it showed us nothing because you had all this, these different scenes from what could be throughout the movie. And everyone, everyone, you know, on Twitter and everything is talking about misdirection, this and mashups that you don't know how it's going to go and it's great in that way i think i think they showed a lot of new stuff um that shows you how they're taking star wars in a different direction i i could go on and on about it but i want to hear what you guys have to think yeah have to say about it too (laughs) so i definitely agree (laughs) with the general consensus that there's a lot of misdirection going on now Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the misdirection isn't tied to some of the greater themes of the movie. Uh, right. And we can talk about that a little more when we get to those parts in the trailer. Um, I feel like, without giving too much away, it really gave me a feel for the sort of tone and um, pacing and uh, format of this movie. Um mm-hmm. It showed a lot of stuff that I was like, wow, I can't believe they showed that, which makes me think it's one of two things. It's misdirection, so it's not going to be presented the way it was shown to us in the trailer, or that's just barely scraping the surface of what this movie contains. And it's probably a mixture of both, 
to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of my favorite trailers from the new era of Star Wars. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like it blew the celebration Last Jedi trailer out of the water. Um, that one will always be sort of special to me because it was my first celebration. I stayed in line all night to get in the panel to see the trailer for the first time and everything. But as far as just how much I like the trailers by themselves, I thought this one was way better, way better. Um, and, and there's stuff I was surprised they didn't show too. No Praetorian guards, really no Rose, no Admiral Holdo, no DJ. (coughs) So still lots to look forward to. I feel and uh, I can't really, I really can't wait to see how the stuff we saw in the trailer unfolds in the movie itself. Um, mm-hmm. Will, what did you think? I I loved it. I thought that it gave just enough. I didn't really feel like there's a whole lot that we didn't know on the basics. You know, it gave us a glimpse at like I I, I had it, I felt like there's a general consensus that that you know Luke and Ray's relationship is not going to go great. You know, we were hoping Finn and Phasma would face off, right? Um, right. You know, you know Poe in an X-Wing. You know, we know that, you know, it's just we know certain things were going to happen. <laughs> right. I don't feel like it gave away too much, is I guess what I'm saying. Um, I love the way it's cut. I love the sneaky hints at misdirection, you know, uh, because I, I want to be surprised. Yeah, and with two and a half hours of movie coming, you know, there's no, that's not shit. Yeah, and, and uh, for the record, I still don't know if this is a confirmed uh, time, uh, running time for the movie. But when I bought tickets, the Fandango site had it listed as two, two hours and thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, King Tom, if AMC had a running time listed when you bought it. I think it's yeah, about two hours thirty or thirty five minutes. So that's looking more and more likely as the running time. I think. And if, if that's the case, it's the longest Star Wars movie we've seen. We've seen three or four minutes of it. Yeah, that's the and, really exciting thing. If you think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's still two hours and 30 minutes of stuff we haven't seen. Man, that's did, exciting. Did, there was that thing, after. I think it was after all the Rogue One trailers <laughs> came out, the trailers and commercials, and someone put something together. Because there was a whole complaint. They're showing us the whole movie. But someone put all of the running, t- uh, all of the times together of the individual clips of footage, and they're like, all together, this is only about twelve minutes. Right, and well, and when you sit back and look at that in retrospect, there was probably only <laughs> seven minutes of that that actually made it into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Usually, that number is immeasurable. <laughs> now, uh, I got a feeling for a couple of reasons that most if not all of the things we've seen we saw in this trailer will be in the final movie uh partially because i think at least hopefully they learned that people were like hey that's not cool with especially with rogue, with one. rogue one yeah we're like that one in the movie that and one in the movie secondly the last jedi's done so it's not like uh, you know they're they're still figuring out what's going to be getting cut out and changed and stuff the movie's done finished so I think it's, once again, more likely that everything we saw will be in the final trailer, at least in is, some form. Is this the earliest, Pause, you know, that a Star Wars movie has been completed? 
You know, honestly, I don't know. It makes me wonder, because back in the day with, like, the original trilogy, they had to have movies done way sooner to get them out to theaters and stuff. You know, Yeah, with, but they were still doing, like, George was still cutting the 35-millimeter mm-hmm. cut, like, the day it premiered and stuff like that. Right. The original right. premiered, so... So yeah. I, I honestly don't know. It's it's definitely the lo- the earliest in a long time. I imagine, yeah. especially with the last two prequels, since they you know mm-hmm. that's uh, really when George started going to the digital filmmaking instead of on film. Yeah. I, I imagine he was able to make changes to that uh, you know fairly close to the movie. And I know mm-hmm. uh, with the Force Awakens, there were changes being made. Uh, up to the 11th hour from what i understand Um, right uh rogue one obviously with reshoots probably went through quite a bit of changes leading up to the movie Uh, obviously han solo still doesn't (laughs) appear to be done filming and that shit comes out in seven months so Mm -hmm. yeah uh don't think ron howard is going to be turning that movie in three months early (laughs) um you know of no fault of his own but still Mm mm-hmm and when you get Ron Howard to do it, he's going to be like, well, I'm going to do it right, damn it. Yeah. So uh, why don't we break down this trailer and talk about it a little bit? I'm looking okay. forward. All right, let me get it loaded up. All right, here we go. All right, so we'll stop right here right away. Um, <laughs> an interesting choice, I felt, for the first scene of the trailer. Yeah. Which looks like Kylo Ren looking into a hangar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a factory, or, or factory right? Factory of some sort. <clears throat> what if it's a board the gigantic Snoke ship, M- the Mega Star Destroyer, or whatever the it's mega- called? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because remember, in the Star Wars database, it said that it's so big that it can build ships and stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look over here. In this sort of area, are those classic AT-ATs up on the wall, or they are those are, the new type? I think those are the classic ones. And if you look kind of to where the next window pane is to the right of Kylo, uh huh, they're also right there. And in the middle, it looks like they're on like a drop ship or something like that. And there are also some more, I'm just noticing this now, right to the right of where, or to the left of where your mouse is. There's one there. Right. And then there's another one to the, to the left. Maybe about a, yeah, right where your mouse is right there. Interesting. Now, <clears throat> is this maybe them preparing to attack Crate? Or do you think this may be a little earlier in the movie? Obviously, Kylo is in more of his last Jedi get up than his The Force Awakens get up. So I would say this is going to be at least after sort of the opening of the movie and the reintroduction of Kylo or however you want to put it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you look, um, it looks pretty cool. It, it makes me wonder if this is like, I don't know, is, is this right before they go to Crate? Would they be work building stuff right as... They go up to the battle. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense now that I talk it out with myself. Um, his, his maybe stand? it's not construction. I mean, it looks like battle storage or hangar. I mean, hangar is just what it looks like. 
The only reason I say construction is because you see these sparks coming down right here. It makes yeah. me think maybe like, I don't know, shit's getting welded together or something. I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing. His right. stance is very calm, and he doesn't have his, like, cape or, I don't want to call it a dress, but that part that goes around his his legs. He doesn't have that on either. Yeah, kind of I, like an Imperial officer's uniform. Yeah, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe this this outfit you see him wearing right there is his mm-hmm. outfit in the movie minus the cape. I think that sort of okay. skirting or I don't know the correct. It's called a tunic. Right. He's got a tunic on, but the stuff like in The Force Awakens that he had going around oh, his oh, legs. Oh, oh. I got you. Right. I don't believe that's part of the costume anymore once he changes into this new Last Jedi look. So, okay. um, It's like wrapping or whatever it was, right? Yeah, like leg wraps or I don't even know what you call it. You know who would know? Our buddy Sal would know. Costumer mm-hmm. extraordinaire. But uh, yeah, let's take it on a little bit. When I found you. There, there's a, um, oh, right there, I just saw the motion of an ATST at the bottom. Before this, back in the hangar scene. And oh, so they're moving in around in there? It, look, it looked like there was one walking kind of in the middle of that shot. I don't mean to make it go back or anything. I just noticed it for the first hmm. time there. Well, maybe that is everything getting loaded up onto dropships and stuff for the Battle of Crate. Um, mm-hmm. So, th- okay, second big surprise for me for the trailer, the first dialogue we hear in the new trailer is Snoke. Is Snoke, right? Yeah. Never Blue saw that eye. shit coming, man. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Um, this, I think this is an epic shot right here. Uh, with all the new ATMX six, is that what they're called? Lined up, and if you look right here, that looks like a regular ATAT or mm-hmm. ADAT, however, whatever flavor of ice cream you like. Um, <laughs> so it looks like we're going to get a mix of the new ones and the old ones, and I like this because you can see how much bigger these new ones are compared to the old ones. Yeah, uh, there's an extra gun turret on the shoulders it's like built up higher yeah and if you see here this sort of serrated edge on the legs i'm pretty sure on that's the forearm a, yeah so you can't mm-hmm. uh, wrap them shits up with a tow cable right <clears throat> um, i like how they walk on like their front knuckles kind of gorilla like yeah i'm wondering if this that's going to be sort of you know how the atsts have the nickname of chicken walker are these going to be yeah. called gorilla walkers when it's all yeah, said and done cool. will that be sort of their nickname the um, eyes look a little more evil. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Not the eyes, but the the cockpit shield. Yeah, I, I mean, we could call it the eyes. People know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> I and and from what like has been reported by Jason and everybody over at Making Star Wars, I believe the eye slit or the cockpit area sort of like glows red. You can't really, really see it in this, but I think it's got sort of a red glow to it from what they've reported. Yeah, in the next shot, I well, I mean, as this shot progresses, I think you can see it better. Oh, really? Okay, well, let's let's move on a little bit. What do you think of these before we do, King Tom? Do you like this design? It's I I do. It's scary as fuck and lined up like that. It just looks like an insurmountable force coming at you. Right. Um. So the next shot. Now we'll we'll discuss the dialogue. Uh. Sort of when it gets done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right here, we see Snoke walk... Or not Snoke. Kylo walking on what I assume is crate. You can sort of see 
the sort of snowy, salty areas over here and over there, sort of on the side of the snow troopers and Kylo, and then the red dirt on the bottom. I've seen some people speculating that maybe this is Mustafar. Um, I don't know. It would be cool to see Kylo go to Mustafar. I don't know what purpose... Well, I guess he could go because he wants to go to, like, Vader's castle on Mustafar, which is a cool yeah, idea. what if Vader's castle still exists? Well, I mean, I'm, I would imagine it does in some form. It was a pretty big, well-built-looking building. Right. Uh, I just don't know. I think it's more likely to be Crate. Yeah. Uh, snow Troopers, which I gotta say, my least favorite of the new Trooper designs. Not mm. a huge fan mm. of the sequel era Snow Trooper design. The heads, they look like Funko figures. They look like <laughs> pop vinyls because the helmets are okay. so big. Um, but, you know, it's cool to see them, you know, still use them. <clears throat> Um, it's just weird. I, I, I never got the impression from anything we saw on crate necessarily that that was a snow. It looked more like salt or silt or some sort mm -hmm. of sediment or, uh, that it was necessarily even that cold, but I, you know, I guess I could be wrong. Could they could be they, ash? They describe it in the princess Leia novel. Uh, I don't, I don't remember the temperature, but like Will said, it's kind of ash over this clay, or salt over this clay. And uh, I have to go back and read the Princess Leia novel to remember what the te you know the, the climate's like. So that could be it, but I don't know. Now, also in the behind-the-scenes video, we saw some stuff that was presumably set on crate that looked a little mm -hmm. more mountainous and snowy. So maybe there are sort of higher elevated, colder temperature areas on crate right. as well. So, yeah, that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, another thing I've seen a lot of people pointing out that, honestly, like, I, I don't know that I would have picked up on it, uh, is the similarity between this shot and the shot of Anakin uh, going to the Jedi Temple with all the clones behind him from Revenge of That's the Sith. That's true. Yeah. That's very similar. Now, I've seen a lot of that stuff coming up with this trailer, and I think some of it is probably intentional. I would not be surprised if this shot in particular is very intentional a very intentional callback but i've seen people posting pictures of like kylo in the cockpit and being like oh it's anakin in the cockpit from phantom menace no nah, it's a cockpit shot like guys there's just a better way you know there's a preferred way to shoot certain things so yeah there's right. going to be similarities i don't know that it's necessarily a direct callback to the prequels or the original trilogy or anything like that it's just it's filmmaking, and like, yeah, it's a cockpit shot. They all kind of look the same. Pause um, said, slow down, you nerds. <laughs> nah. Hey, look, I love a good uh, duh, duh, connection to previous movies in the franchise and a, a good, thoughtful analysis of such things. But, you know, don't push it too Not far. Not everything is an Easter egg. Right. Some of it is accidental. Hard. Some of it is accidental, right. and and like I said, if Ryan Johnson were to come out and say, "Yeah, that's you know that's what we were thinking. This was a sort of a visual callback to that scene from Revenge of the Sith," it would make absolute sense to me. Um, but we'll see. Um, and let's uh, move on a little bit. Uh, I love this shot. Okay, <laughs> the this 
is really the first shot where I was like, ooh, that's a little new for Star Wars. I don't know how you guys felt. Like, the the very stark, solid red background behind Kylo's helmet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty safe to assume that this is Snoke's throne room. Especially when you look in the background, you can kind of see the little feetsies of some uh, Praetorian guards. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys pay close attention, the one over here on the left, when Kylo takes this saber, he starts a moving. I'm just saying, maybe this is like a training sequence. Maybe this is Kylo having to prove himself to Snoke after getting defeated at the end of The Force Awakens. We'll see. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, why don't you go first, King Tom? Uh, yeah, it's very, it's a very stark and colorful shot in a way we haven't seen before and kylo's saber looks like it's fixed although it still has that goofy ass exposed wire yeah I, i dude good fucking call buddy i forgot that his his saber gets like chopped up at the end of the force awakens that is interesting I'd like to hear what uh, our buddy Richie has to say about that exposed wire being an, an electrician at all. Oh, I bet you that's not up to code. I bet no. that is a not up to code, if I had to And guess. The, the bottom looks, I don't want to say hollowed out, but underneath his hand, because you could kind of see, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the reflection of the red, but it looks more like... Like you could a, see through it. Like a skeletal, yeah. Yeah, I, What is that the, what's the bottom part of a hilt called? Is that the pommel? I believe that's the pommel. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it does look like there's little cutouts, and and that's mm-hmm. a good question. Is that a reflect? I th- think it may be actually hollowed out because if you look in the reflection below it, those are oh, still yeah. there. And I don't know if that was just a reflection on the the handle, if that would show up in its mirror image. It looks like there's a core running through there. Very right. interesting. That's definitely a change from the last one, I believe. I've got the the Black Series version of Kylo's, which I know is not necessarily like 100% screen accurate, but that's not going on on that. I don't think they could do it, even if it was that way in The Force Awakens, because that's kind of where you put the batteries. Um, And I think they would have to fill that in for electronics and stuff. But good point, King Tom, that his saber is fixed. or is (laughs) I would have to say it's fixed and not a new saber, because you'd think if he built a new saber, maybe it would be a little more... I don't know. Better? Put together better? Do you think mm-hmm. he stopped to grab it? Do you think that's like you so he got fucked up and then didn't the ground split and separate them? Yeah. I don't remember what happened to his like the so, remains of his saber. Right. Do you remember. think he he tried to grab those two pieces or do you think he may, he started afresh? I can't see this being a fresh saber with in having mm-hmm. those similar des- you know, like I, I, I would feel that if Kylo um, remade his saber, like, yeah, it would probably still be the, the cross blade style because maybe that's what he he prefers. But I would think like he, like, for instance, the exposed wire, like I think maybe he would fix that or I don't know. Like, that's a good question. I, I hadn't even considered that his his saber got fucked up at the end of. The Force Awakens. Good call, King Tom. That's why you're the king. I, I try. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think this is an instance where he's got his saber laid out before him? 
He is about to grab it and then go, you know, into some sort of practice duel with these Praetorian guards. Or do you think yeah. he's been yeah. disarmed and is picking his saber up after being disarmed? I if if he was dis no, I think it's you know the Qui Gon Jinn moment when the force fields are closed and he's <sighs> yeah you know getting ready to whip an ass. You know I mm-hmm. I think that's what this is. I could definitely see that. I that's how I felt, but you know I'm trying to take as many angles in on this as possible. Um, yeah, you know, and and if you compare this with say like the behind the scenes footage where we saw Adam Driver practicing against a cup, you know, more than one person, then it, it kind of looks like we're going to get some Kylo versus Praetorian guards, and that he's probably mm-hmm. surrounded by six guard right there, you know, like five or six. Yeah, I believe the databank says there's eight in total. Uh, not that all of them would necessarily be in this scene. I just think. They've established that there's like eight. I believe that's right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so let's uh, let's get on moving. Something truly special. Okay. So let's before we talk about our first shot of Ray. Let's talk about the the Snoke dialogue, and I'll be paraphrasing, of course. He says. When I found you, um, you guys got to help me out. What's what's he say? When I found you, uh, uh, something about raw, raw power. Yeah, raw uh, power. Something truly special. Blah blah blah. Um, upon first viewing, I immediately thought, "Oh, he's talking to Snoke." Like I thought maybe this was even his moment of dressing Snoke or not Snoke, uh, Kylo, dressing Kylo down after the Force Awakens. With with this movie starting. So quickly after The Force Awakens, you know, I think we might get a scene where Kylo is has to go to the principal's office and get detention for uh, his failure at the end of The Force Awakens. Um, I've seen some people speculate that maybe he's talking to Rey. As we know, later in the trailer, we see a scene with Rey and Snoke together, so it could be possible. Uh mm-hmm. I just get the feeling he's talking to to Kylo. What do you guys think? Uh, Will, why don't you kick it off? I get the feeling he's talking to Kylo, but some I get I get this deeper feeling that he's talking to Ray. Hmm. So you think it could be Ray? I do. I I mean that's what I think. What do you think, King Tom? I don't want to say it's impossible that he's talking to Ray. But from the way he said it, when uh, I don't even, you know, I've seen the trailer a hundred times already. I don't remember how it's exactly how he starts off, but it just sounds like I've been watching you for a long time. It sounds like he's talking to Kylo. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be open and think about what would happen if he meant if he was talking to Ray. Now, Uh, but that is that's what I was going to say. That's fascinating to think about, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I love about this trailer. It it's not, and I, I'm going to sound like I'm bashing on JJ and The Force Awakens, but I'm not. I'm just saying it's not a mystery box situation here. It's they're laying out like these puzzle pieces and other pe- puzzle pieces that look like they belong next to each other, but you don't know. And right, it, it could branch off into all these different possibilities and i like that about this 
I like that about it too. Um, that this is the one thing I'll say though. I was, I would say about ninety percent spoiler free for mm-hmm. the Force Awakens. I didn't know any of the big stuff. I didn't, you know, I, but I also uh, watched all the TV spots, even when they started giving too much away in those. And with The Force Awakens, I felt like I had at least a decent idea of what the timeline of the movie was, watching the trailers Mm -hmm. and stuff, where I was like, okay, clearly it's going to start on the desert planet. The snowy planet we see with the lightsaber duel between Finn and Kylo, well, that's got to be the end of the movie, so snowy planet at the end. And then, you know, the the foresty-looking planet, that's probably, you know, second act, middle of the movie, with other stuff in between. Like a very skeletal general idea of the timeline of the movie. Watching right. the two trailers for The Last Jedi, I have no fucking clue. I have yeah, no, right? no clue. Like, right. uh, I have a feeling, for instance, when we see later on coming up, uh, Poe in his X-Wing, fi- you know, using that new boost that's on the back of the X-Wing, mm-hmm. going into the space battle. I think that's going to be pretty early on in the movie. I have a feeling that yeah. maybe the First Order tries to attack the Resistance on Dakar after mm-hmm. the end of The Force Awakens, and that is them getting away or trying to escape yeah. and stuff. Um, I, You know, obviously, Octo, which, by the way... Th- so I have been basing my pronunciation of that planet on the Star Wars show of all things. I'm like, these guys got to know, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, before I was saying Octu, just because we hadn't heard anybody say it. And then mm-hmm. I was saying Octo, because that's how they <laughs> said it on the Star Wars show. And then this week they're saying Octo, like a, uh, like a damn ass octopus. So I don't <laughs> know what the fuck's going on, man. Um you know, that's going to be heavily in the movie towards the beginning, but we saw no Canto bite in this trailer. What, wh- no. At what point in the timeline does that happen? The crate happens at some point. I have a feeling that might be the end sort of battle, the third act, act big battle of this movie. But where does that place like the Ray and, Ky- uh, Ray and Snoke stuff? I have no clue. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's confusing me, and I like it. Like, I like the, yeah. that, uh, you know, there's going to be a fair bit of surprise. And I felt, to be honest, I felt the same way with Rogue One. Watching the Rogue One trailers, like, I was like, okay, Scarif, that's probably the end. But other than that, mm-hmm. I don't know how these this, the locations are going to play out. Yeah. Um, but we were talking. Is he talking about Rey? If he is talking about Rey, that's pretty huge, because that is sort of a hint um, to her lineage, if he is indeed talking to Ray or her backstory, it, not necessarily her lineage, and that that got me thinking. If he is talking to Ray, you know how they said, you know, the idea is he had Kylo kill Han Solo to erase Kylo's ties with his past. But if he's talking with Ray about Ray, uh-huh. and he's had this plan for Ray all along. Well, what if he also wanted Kylo to kill Han Solo because he knew? that Han Solo was the one person who would keep Rey on the light side. Ooh, that's a good question. A a father figure (laughs) she's never had, and to watch him get killed by his own son. What if Snoke's the one that put her on Jakku and is keeping her in the back pocket 
in you know under Kylo Ren in case Kylo Ren fucks up. So that could be very possible. The one Mm -hmm. thing I would say is, I would think that maybe it was more likely that whoever left Ray on Jakku left her there to hide her from Snoke. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think Snoke. If Snoke, oh, I'm throwing crazy shit out there. If if because he says when I first met you, if if Snoke met Ray as a very young girl and was like, "Holy shit, the power in this girl is incredible," I think he'd want to keep her close. And and stuff. So I don't know. I have a feeling if he is talking to Ray, then it's a situation where Snoke met Ray, whoever her caretakers were, whoever they may be, were like, we got to hide her from this dude because he has got a mad golden boner and we have got to get her the fuck <laughs> out of here. He's going to try and turn her to the dark side. I know we're not dropping her off in the best place, but it's better than being with Snoke. Um mm-hmm. But something tells me, I don't know, because then, it, you know, the next shot, the one we're paused on right now is Ray with the saber. I don't know, man. It's a mystery. It is a yeah. mystery, a tasty mystery. Well, it, it would it would, it would, would be a bonding element for Luke Skywalker and Ray if they were both, you know, both attemptedly hidden on desert planets and raised, you know, ambivalous of, you know, ignorant of who they really are. True. That I, that mm-hmm. is a connection that they could they go with. It would be pretty interesting. <clears throat> so yeah. the next shot that pops up is Ray igniting the lightsaber. Um, it's a cool shot. If you look, you can tell she's wearing her End of the Force Awakens outfit minus the yep. gray vest. So this is clearly a little more early in the movie. She's also got her hairstyle from The Force Awakens. It's a really beautiful shot. Not maybe necessarily mm-hmm. the most dynamic in angle or anything, but with the cliffs in the background and and the blue sky, uh, you can see like looking at this, you can see where George Lucas wasn't stoked with the way the blue saber looked, as opposed mm-hmm. uh, to the the sky on Tatooine. So he changed it green because it does kind of wash out the blue color, right? It does. Yeah. yeah, it looks really white. I also have seen people being like, "Oh, did, did she turn her saber white?" Ah, no, nah, I think it's just, <laughs> I just think it's the lighting. It's oh kind of like, God. remember? Um, I don't know if you guys remember this. During the Attack of the Clones era, people thought there were like uh, yellow and, um, I think maybe just yellow sabers in the background, but it was just, it was green sabers and how they appeared on. Uh, the lighting on Geonosis that made it look right like that. in the arena. Yeah. But I remember people being like, Oh, there's new lightsaber colors in the background. <clears throat> um, but yeah, let's, let's move on. That Lucasfilm logo though. Mm-hmm. We've seen this shot before. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so you, you see the temple on the south-facing part of the island. Oh, do you? Yeah, or there is some like, complex. Like structure. Yeah, some type structure. of complex. I'll be damned. Good eye, fellas. I never caught that. Now, have you guys noticed that the music playing right there is sort of a... It sounds to me... I'm no music ap- expert like our buddy Eric Strothers or Sal or, or Steve mm-hmm. even could tell us a little better. But to me, it sounds like sort of a more up to more up-tempo redone version of Ray's theme. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. 
Um, if you look closely at the back of Luke's hand, yep, you can see the damage from the blaster shot he took to the back of the hand that, in Return yeah. of the Jedi. That is a nice touch, I think. Um, man, his hand looks really cool. Like looks good, it does um, and moves fluidly like a hand would. Yeah, yeah. CG by the way, because in the behind the I scenes mean, stuff. Yeah. You can see him wearing a um, doesn't look like, like that a green bullshit glove. Attack of the Clones hand that Anakin has, <laughs> and I, I believe that was a was like a puppet hand, that golden yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, that was awful. <laughs> I thought it looked good in Revenge of the Sith in that one scene. You see him without a in the Revenge of the Sith. It does look good when he's when he's not wearing <laughs> yeah, but- a glove. It looked like a fucking puppet claw hand, one of those Halloween <laughs> things that you. The, the, mo- the movement on that in Attack of the Clones was just, yeah, like, that's what we're talking jerky. About. Yeah, and I'm sure it was a matter of <laughs> like a Terminator hand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'm sure it was a matter of, and well, that's it's only going to be like a one or two second shot, so it doesn't have to. Right. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm digging this. What was funny is our our good buddy Steele posted a poll on Twitter a few days before the trailer came out, and it was, "Do you think we'll see uh, Ray hand Luke the saber in the trailer?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a good question." So I voted mm-hmm. yes, and then like two days later, when they started playing the teasers for the trailer on ESPN, this was one of the very images we saw before the trailer even came out. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got our answer a little ahead of time. I mean, the CGI just looks so good. You can even see the reflection of the finger and the lightsaber. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Inside me has always been there. Oh, that look on Luke's face. It does not look... St- okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, I believe, is Rey in a new costume. She's got her, like, poncho deal on, right? Walking... Looks like a staff. Yeah, that's I'm probably that's her her staff, you know. Yeah. Um, walking through, I think this is a really cool shot that is that harkens more back to sort of the fantasy side of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. than the sci-fi yeah. side. It feels like Dagobah. It feels like Dagobah meets uh, something out of Lord of the Rings, almost. Right. Um, we got these. I don't know if this is a tower. It looks more like. Tree stumps, right? I was about to say, it's either tree stumps or rock spires is what it looks to me, but I can't I th- tell. I think it's a tree. Yeah. Yeah. And you, the next shot, if I think it's the next shot. It is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's what makes me think it's a tree, too. I think this might be Ray going on her almost Luke-style... Uh, vision quest yeah like her dagobah cave moment i think there's another shot in the trailer of that you think so yeah i don't know i forget when we get there but i'll I'll tell you i'll show you one that i think might be from the same thing um i think it's right there near where he's like this isn't gonna go how you think yes yes okay um but uh you know I think it's cool. Like, it, not necessarily that much to dissect. Just a cool-looking shot that I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, check this out. The nose awake. Okay. So that quick shot of the light shining down, that's something we saw in the previous trailer. Mm-hmm. And now it's Ray that's about to look at that book. Oh, yep. 
Ray being a badass with the saber. And oh, the music, I love this part. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Bring up the music. I was going to say that that last shot of the saber as it approaches the rocks and it stops the music and the oh. the swooshing of the saber that matches up so perfectly. Oh. And then, like you were saying, that rock cracking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I know they're two different scenes, but it, it just seems awesome. And And that moment was my first, oh, I just got chills moment. In the new trailer. Oh, I just pooped a little. Like, (laughs) and then the face Luke makes when she does that—that's the face I make when I let go an unexpected fart, where I'm like, "Oh, (laughs) my bad, dog." That's the face you make when you see a spider. No, he would. There would be tears. There would be. He would be much more flush in this face, and then he would disappear like a ninja. That's the face of Hawes looking at a spider, saying, "Will, (laughs) Will, (laughs) you gotta get this shit." You better come here. Come here right now. Um. Okay. Spider tangent. Uh, I got a spider story. So. Oh. Uh, King Tom, do you guys have orb weaving spiders up there in your neck of the woods, or is that more? They're huge, right, and yeah. colorful. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I I've heard the term, but I don't think I've ever seen one. Okay. Right. So, we have them here, and Mm -hmm. the other day, Jessie was coming in from taking the dogs out, and as she's coming in, she looks over her shoulder and goes, that's fucking disgusting, and I'm like, what's wrong? And she goes, don't go out this door until I come home and have a chance to take care of something, and I'm like, what is it? And she's like, don't, don't look. It's going to freak you out. I'm like, that's fine, that's fine. I knew it was a spider. I was like, good, thank Mm -hmm. you for letting me know. Well, we got this new kitten, right, named Finn. And later in the night, I was sitting on the couch, and Finn was behind the couch going batshit crazy, meowing, hissing, scratching at the curtains, jumping up at the curtains. And I'm like, what is he messing with? So I pulled the curtain back to see, and on the out, thankfully, on the outside of the window is a giant orb weaving spider like the size he was stretched out in its web the size of my hand the orb like its belly was like you know the big marbles you know what i'm talking about not like, like yeah that big all gross and fucking orange and yellow dude i almost fainted no <laughs> thank you no i just looked you. one up they they are ugly that, they look like night, nightmare spiders. It's a they demon. Do. It's like I mean, it makes you colorful. believe in it makes you Not believe all in black and it makes you believe in hell when you see one of those <laughs> things because it looks like a damn ass demon. Um, but yeah, n- n- no thanks to the spiders. Paul's um, lost a couple minutes of life. <laughs> so yeah, I, I assume. Um, I assume that the scene we saw in the teaser trailer with her hand on the ground levitating the rocks i believe the the crack in the ground is a result of that yeah <laughs> especially because we see in that scene <laughs> that uh luke, where luke is surprised like he's sitting next to her while she's sitting on the ground like that with her legs folded um uh it's cool i you know i don't know really much to say about that we had the the bit of um dialogue with Ray where she's saying that, you know, I have this thing inside me that's awakened and now like I need to know how to use it or whatever. I'm terrible at pra- uh, paraphrasing this stuff. Um, 
something inside me that's always been there. Right. And yeah. now it's awake. I'm pretty sure that's her talking to Luke, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to convince him to uh, train her. Uh, the next next uh, trailer we or shot we get is of our buddy Luke looking. I want to know what that round thing in the back is. Uh, yeah, the sy- symbol or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe a training circle or you know, uh, I don't know. a hatch. A hatch. Oh shit! Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Desmond's down there, fucking listening <laughs> to. Uh, Listening to some records and running yeah. on the uh, tread. No, it's not a treadmill. It's a stationary bike, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eating some Dharma food, drinking some Dharma <laughs> beer. Um, yeah, that circle in the background. I don't know. <clears throat> it doesn't look like it, there's there's some sort of symbol on it. It looks like we don't get yeah, a great look at it. It doesn't appear to be like the Jedi symbol that we got in the prequels, you know, with the saber in the middle that looks like it's got like right. the two wings. It may be something that predates that by yeah. mm-hmm. millennia. Yeah. It's not it's not symmetrical. No, it's not. It looks like it could be like an animal representation or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, watch it be something as simple as like a fire pit. Or yeah. you know, we're, we're yeah. all like, "Ooh, what is that?" and then it turns out to be like a campfire pit or something. It's his hot plate. Yeah, that's where he cooks all his <laughs> his o- octo food. Um, octo ramen. He does not look stoked. He looks, I, I would say, scared. He looks a little frightened. He's scared. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying right at that moment. Yeah, and, and this starts some really intriguing dialogue to me. I've seen this yeah. raw strength only once before. It's sort of, you know, how it starts off. Um, let's move on just a little bit. Okay. Didn't scare me as much. This scene right here broke my brain. It not only broke my brain, it broke my perceptions of the what happened before the Force Awakens. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so we see uh destruction. Timber, wood, things like that. It's all on, on fire. fire. And then boom, there's Luke's robot hand popping out. Uh, King Tom, what what do you think is going on here? I think the simplest answer is this is the destruction of Luke's Jedi Temple or his training center. This is a I think this is a flashback. I agree completely. That would it's it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm thinking and other than Endor, you really don't see wood yeah. in the Star Wars universe, so that it would be like a a building material is is just out there. And it, you, you wouldn't think, you know, it's so common here on Earth. But That's a good damn-ass kind of stru- point. Nothing's built out of wood besides that Ewok village. Damn. I mean, he, even Yoda lived in a, like, it was like a mud hut or something. Yeah. So, so I was thinking that this, I, I, I was thinking that this is a flashback, flashback but I don't, I don't know. That's what I feel. I feel like this is post the destruction of Luke's Jedi Order or whatever the fuck we're going to call it. Which, when or I or said... something hunts them down on Octu and attacks them, yeah, I don't but know, guess. even all the structures on Octu look to be made of stone, like those beehives, except pots. for where she was with that book, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. This could be some damn Schadenfreude where they're trying to make us think we're seeing 
mm. you know, Jedi Temple, previous Jedi Temple stuff, but this is something on Ock 2. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, okay, let's let's go down that road a little bit. Maybe the First Order and Kylo do show up, leave Luke for dead, pops his hand out, survives, finds his old buddy R2, and he's like, R2, buddy, I think you got something for me. R2, what if they take Ray? R2 pops out the saber. Luke is like, I got to go handle this. And then he this leaves, too. This isn't going to go how you think. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even consider that. I've been so stuck on that that I didn't even consider that maybe this is this is from later in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. That didn't scare me enough then. But see, then you also get... Then you get this. this right. But this... I, I, once again, and I I'll feel be damned like, if that doesn't look like a temple. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, once again, no credit to myself. I've seen people that have gone and lightened up the scene with all the Knights of Ren in The Force Awakens, and yeah. in the background of that scene, you can see like a temple-like structure that looks pretty similar to this. Um, back to the wood thing, right? We see some wood here, planks of wood, destroyed wood. And that's and a stuff. lot of fire in the background for uh, you know a futuristic mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. Did Luke set up his Jedi order in a, in a very old location, a location that would have used materials like that? Or did well, he, they... I have a, th- go ahead. Well, I mean, I was going to, I was just going to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I think it would be neat if they were on a forest planet and part of, his his fir- his original Jedi Order's training was to build a new temple, but they had to they built it from wood. You know, that's what I was gonna say. Is maybe they just built it from the materials pleasant present on the planet. You know, they were living in like a yeah. like a fort or slash temple that they built themselves as monks. You know, you know, that's a good mm-hmm. good idea. Um, this you so know the this force scene- and the light. <laughs> this scene with Luke next to R2, that was in the uh, original teaser from back in April. Yeah. Now, I think the, the, the two other questions that have to be asked mm-hmm. about this this part, who is he talking about and who is he talking to? Okay, that's that, I think this is a perfect time to get into it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we went with you last time, King Tom. Will, who do you think Will is talking to and about in that scene when he said, you know, I've only felt this kind of power once before. It didn't scare me then. Didn't scare me enough then, but it does now. I think it's pretty obvious just to me that he's talking about Ky- uh, Kylo Ren. You know, he saw that raw power in him, but he wasn't he wasn't scared of it then, but he's scared of it seeing it in her now. I... That's pretty much how I'm feeling. Um, and, and that would make y'all's original perception of uh, Snoke talking to Kylo getting chewed out. I mean, that ties those two things together. You know, Snoke talking about raw power. What do you think, King Tom? Uh, just the, the only small thing that gives me pause is the use of the word raw, but I think he's talking about Vader because oh, of how he really? says it didn't scare me enough then. Ooh. Because then he was kind of young and stupid. So do you think when he says it does now, is he talking about Kylo or is he talking about Ray? You, you see what, if he's saying, yeah, previously it didn't scare me enough. I'm talking about Vader. It I does it, now is the does now. Is he afraid of Kylo's raw power or Ray's raw power? I think it, 
I still think it's Ray because we know Kylo was trained from a very young age. Right. And right. how you know how much how much of that power did did he have did Kylo have early on? Right. Well, if you think about it, Anakin was trained from a very young age and yeah. fell to the dark side. Luke mm-hmm. was trained from like 19 or 20, stayed on the light. You know, like Luke was trained later in his life and had better success as a Jedi. It, it does that not state that, you know, you would think the flow would be since Ray is trained later in life, she's got a better chance of sticking with the light side. And obviously Kylo Ren, who was trained from a young age, had that power at a young age, obviously was tempted and fell to the dark side. Just well, like yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um <laughs> But but the whole <laughs> On the other side of my own point, all those young Jedi that were trained back in the day, you know, not all of them fell to the dark side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Ahsoka did end up in the middle. Yeah, well, I don't know about in the middle is just necessarily not a Jedi anymore. Like, mm-hmm. she still seemed pretty associated with the light side to me. She was virtuous, but um, she was not a Jedi. But, yeah, it, it, she just didn't have the title of Jedi, I feel, you know. Um. Because the Jedi Order screwed her over and were dickheads to her. So she's like, fuck yeah. you guys. Um, so this scene with Rey on the rock, uh, what do you think she's looking at? I think she's been, f- like Luke starts ignoring her. So she starts following him around and she finds his secret pooping spot. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't want to see this old dude pooping in a rock toilet. He's like, I come up here to get privacy, Ray. <laughs> Do not understand. This isn't going to go how you think it is. <laughs> I think he's eating some porks. Oh, God. No. Oh, he's no. got him skewered up. Roasting. <laughs> no, King Tom. No. <laughs> careful. Careful with that kind of talk. You're going to get some <laughs> animal yeah. hate mail. Animal I, I, lover hate mail. I love porks. Okay. So we see maybe uh, maybe in that shot, Ray was meditating and that crack happened. She almost fell off and he jumped back and she had to grab on. And he didn't even help her. He's like, you're on your own. Uh, He was like, this raw power scares me. You should fall off in the ocean. So we see a quick (laughs) uh, picture or uh, image of Kylo's helmet, then an image of him looking at the helmet. And then something that surprisingly seems to be fascinating people is his uh, his back to Band-Aid or whatever the fuck this Carbon thing fiber is. fiber banded. Yeah, like his stitching or whatever, which I do think is a is a neat little... Um, well, something is going on. Is a neat little touch. Um, it is. I'm, and I'm, also, a handy tool in figuring out when some of these uh, shots take place because that... I was about to... Yep. That bandage, that little mark, is not... In every shot, so I yep. clearly this has got to be earlier in the movie when he's getting his wounds from the last one um, treated or whatever. And we go into some uh, some Kylo dialogue that starts mm. with "Let the past die." Oh, okay. So there now we know how his helmet gets smashed. We saw the smashed helmet in the teaser. He smashed himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you got the tie silencer whipping yep. around. I I love it. <laughs> These ships look. I, I don't mean just Kylo's, the Tie Silencer, but the like the Cap, the Republic or Resistance capital ships. That one with the tunnel, it's beautiful. The I 
am so stoked with the next few seconds of this trailer that shows like the mm-hmm. space combat. It looks so cool. Yeah. The space battle in um, Rogue One was excellent. I am not taking mm-hmm. anything away. It was amazing. My favorite part of the movie. But yeah. it, it felt very in line with like the Battle of yeah. Endor, you know? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. It felt like I'd seen it similarly. But not bad. You know, I'm yeah, not taking but, I mean, away. Not even that good. Like it was crisp as hell and yeah. you know, fresh and Yeah, and, and it had amazing moments with the Star Destroyers crashing in and I'm just trying I to think make it's sure the camera angles and the cinematography of this yes. kind of Yes, yeah. it's got a honestly, it's got a little bit of a prequel Battle of Coruscant feel to it. The mm-hmm. way they're whipping in and out of everything at the beginning of that of uh Revenge of the Sith. It's got and a little like, of that feel to it. And as much as I hate to say it, I mean, there is a similarity of, you know, him flying up inside the ship like young Anakin did that droid thing. Yeah, I don't know that he goes necessarily inside the ship. I think it's just some weird little architectural feature of the ship. I don't know. Okay. Like a, I thought it was I a hangar. A, but... I think it's a launch tunnel that leads to hangars. Oh, okay. I, that's kind of what I thought. Okay. But, yeah. I could see that. All right. Yeah. Let's move on and check this out a little bit. Oh. I love his war He's concentrating like a mother. Okay. Watch a little bit of this and then. Okay. So he's talking about let the past die. Kill it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can... Uh, does What does he say? Become more powerful or move on or whatever? Become what you were meant to be. Become what you were meant to be. I think so. It is interesting that that carbon fiber stitching goes all the way down his neck. Yeah, well, that's, you know, part of the whole Scargate thing where yeah. they moved his, his scar a little bit from uh, episode seven. Um, so. I love the cockpit and the way the um, the joysticks look and stuff. I've, I've yeah. had, <clears throat> I do, too. I've had a lot of people, um, you know, sort of talking to me about the trailer and they're like, do you think this is the moment that Kylo kills Leia? And I don't think so, mainly because I, I don't think they would put that in the trailer or even hint at it in the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if that happened, they probably wouldn't hint at it so hard. I think this is is mainly, okay, m- m- partially meant to show you some cool space battle shit. Partially mm-hmm. meant to, to reinforce the sort of theme of Kylo struggling with his past. Um. Do you think he he gets ready to shoot his mom and then bitches out? I don't know. Does he take? Because it kind of seems like they have a moment. I know it's maybe misdirectively cut that way. Right. Maybe that's not what happens. But it certainly mm-hmm. looks like the two of them have a little "I feel you" from ship to ship moment. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. What do you think, King Tom? I this is one of those things that could go ten different ways, and this is the most interested I've been in Kylo. Like, I, you know, I thought he was a good villain, but it wasn't like, I want to see what he does in The Force Awakens. Here, I want to see what he does yeah. and why he does it. And I think he's clearly targeting her, but I, I don't think he's lining up, lining her up for the kill shot. Right. The, the most interesting thing about this to me is that quote where he says uh, specifically, and I wrote this down, kill it if you have to. In a way, it, it's almost the same message as the Jedi had 
from the prequel t- trilogy where they were very anti-attachment. Right. It, 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 it's definitely a, a darker version. It's got a darker mm-hmm. spin on it with the kill it if yeah. you have to. I don't know that the prequel era Jedi would have you know, told <laughs> Anakin to go kill his mom to get rid of that attachment. But, no, but kill, kill his die. attachment. Yeah. Let it die. Yeah, the, 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 the core of that mm-hmm. idea is definitely there. Absolutely yeah. it's there. And I, I love that. I, I don't know if it's parallel or, or whatever it is. That I love that tie. I think it's great. It is. I, you know, it seems like we're maybe not going to be getting really good making of books for these movies. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Maybe in a couple of decades or, or 10 years or so after there's been some distance. I would mm-hmm. love to know say how how much research necessarily into the prequels ryan johnson did i always got the Mm -hmm. feeling and of course i could be wrong that jj sort of wrote the movie he wanted to write and then like if there was contradicting things like the story group would sort of steer him away or in in a better direction um Mm -hmm. but i kind of get the feeling that especially if they're going to go into more of say like the history of the Jedi on Octo and stuff that Ryan Johnson needed to be a little more researched on the prequel era stuff. And I think, yeah, if, if he was how much that influenced the writing and, and different plot points and, and character elements. Um, mm-hmm. So when he says, you know, the, the, the line he says here about, you know, um, getting rid of your past, kill it if you have to, the only way you can become what you're meant to be who do you think he's talking to uh will why don't we start with you buddy um i i assume he's talking to ray or he may just be talking to himself or his mom i don't know i really don't know i think he might be talking to ray personally uh my gut feeling says ray i've heard some people say like maybe he's talking to himself or even vader's helmet like he was in the force awakens and and, you know maybe Mm -hmm. he's telling himself oh i have to you know get rid of my past so i can you know become the dark lord that i'm meant to be or whatever which could be the case snoke tells him to recite something what did i tell you you know like oh that would be interesting yeah lesson one of the knights of ren yeah yeah uh what do you think tom who do you think he's talking to I, I think it's Ray, but none of those other options would surprise me either. And it's it's kind of interesting because that was the one thing that was really holding her back more than it was holding him back in The Force Awakens was how she was so attached to staying on Jakku. I kind of, waiting for someone who wasn't going to come back. I kind she, of, oh, it, yep. Yep. She, she always wanted to go back. And he's telling, and if he's talking to Ray, this is the advice she needed to follow that don't. Don't go back to Jakku. Don't wait for them. Go with what your future is. It kind of makes me wonder if this dialogue comes after the whole Ray parentage reveal. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've said it before. Do you that, think there is a Ray parentage reveal in this movie? Or do you think they save that for the next one? I th- I'm pretty sure in either Empire or Vanity Fair, Ryan sort of not necessarily confirmed but said that it it is addressed like okay so mm-hmm. if i had to guess it might be sort of an empire strikes back situation where 
we get right at the end. we get an answer, but we don't necessarily know if it's true. Like it brings yeah. more questions. Yeah. Of course, we know now. Yeah, Darth Vader was Luke's father, but I'm pretty sure. Like, I can't say for sure myself because uh, you know how young I was when I watched the movies. But I'm pretty sure when Empire Strikes Back came out, there was a lot of discussion on whether Darth Vader was being truthful or not. So, Hell, James Earl Jones thought he was lying. Yeah, I know. That's one of my favorite parts of that Empire of Dreams documentary is when he's yeah. like, I, I thought he was lying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Oh, here it comes. Leia looking stately as fuck. Yes, <laughs> sir. Yep. Poor battle red- cry. Were those red crystal caves? Yes, it, it, that's what it looked like. I've, I've got, I've got a theory about that, and then something I want to say about this shot. Okay, if I may. Absolutely. Okay. My my theory is that for some reason the Falcon is underneath crate. Okay. Like in the in the mining things, and you know, so crate was a mining planet. Just probably had everything mined out of it. Maybe oh. the only way they could stop the First Order advance is like, you know, in, in Homecoming when Spider-Man confronted the Vulture and the Vulture sends the wings after him and he's like, he didn't touch me. And he's like, I wasn't trying to. And he collapsed the building on Spider-Man. Yes. Maybe that's why the Millennium Falcon is in these caves. Oh, you think they're, they're going not- in there to destabilize the planet or something? I think so. That- Ooh. Like to draw the first order in a trap, it's the only thing they could do. Uh, that sounds good. Or it's making a getaway from the assault on crate. You know, like. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we know that crate was a mining planet. It's been sort of established. Do you think those crystals down there are what they were mining? I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't so. know. It might have been mentioned in the Leia book. Oh, I don't really? know off the top of my yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. I love that book. I got to go back. I'm actually rereading Bloodline now. I'm I'm reading the three gray books. So I said after Bloodline, I'm going to read Leia again. So, cool. But I don't remember what they said they were mining on crate. Right on. Now, look, I love this shot. I love yeah. Chewie roaring, and then I assume the Porg is copying Chewie. <laughs> right and that's fucking adorable guys get off the porgs stop being mean to the porgs that shit is awesome who's being mean to porgs people some people don't like the porgs and let me say it's because if, they're pretty much a page right out of anime if, like little <laughs> little creature totem cute whatever if 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 you're looking for dark and intense and and, and story heavy stuff this, it looks like this movie's going to have that in spades. You're going to want a little Porg action to lighten it up every now and then. This ain't right. a Zack Snyder movie, guys. There's got to be some happiness. What's wrong with space penguins? Huh? Not a What's goddamn thing. Space penguin? And look, I'm still upset that Han Solo's dead. But if the result <laughs> is that Chewie gets a Porg best friend, that's going to help lighten that blow a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I'm down with that. That's the best dashboard bobble you could have. <coughs> now, is there is there someone else flying the Falcon? That's a good question because they made a big point in The Force Awakens of how hard it was for Rey to fly that by herself. Right. 
And I know Chewie is definitely more adept at flying the Falcon than Ray. He's had more time and stuff. Like you mm-hmm. obviously Ray did a great job, but you know, Chewie's been in this ship for years and years and years. Uh yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is there a uh Zero it co-pilot. took Lando Calrissian and Nia Numb to fly it through. That's yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm hoping deep in my heart that right after this Porg uh, screams, it pans over to the right, and who's in the other ship? Old fucking Lando Calrissian, and he's like Billy oh, D. That's I like what, that. That's right, little guy. like works every time i know it's not like it would have gotten out by now if billy d was in this movie it's not looking very likely i know but if billy d was in the the passenger seat i would be so stoked um yeah it'll be weird if it's just chewy flying it you know i mean i know on the other hand chewy also flew the falcon by himself at the end of the force awakens so it can be done it's not like they've set it up that it's impossible or anything i just but if you're if you're doing flips and twists and being chased by TIE fighters, helps to I have mean, someone. Ray what did it by herself. Yeah. What if, the, Mo- what if the Millennium a- Falcon... Go ahead. I was just saying, Ray basically flew an obstacle course by herself, if I'm not mistaken, on Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. What, if, what, what if this little dude is not the only Porg on board the Millennium Falcon? There are Porgs in the gun wells. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, <laughs> like the turrets. I like love two of them steering, two of them on the pedals. Yeah. I love the porgs. I don't know how I would feel if like like you if it know was team porg on the falcon. Yeah, there's like yeah, like uh, in the gun that wells one, and... a skinny one, a <laughs> Like they they seem like they seem more like animals than sentient beings. You you guys know mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah. <clears throat> so I, I can't really see them being able to operate a gunner turret or, you know, the co-pilot seat on the Falcon. That might take the Porgs a little too far to me. It, it might. <laughs> it was just a spur of the moment. Spur of the moment thing. It'd be cute. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would be like, I don't know about that, but that shit is cute. All right. Next thing you have Star Wars offshoot movies, the Porgs. Light the fire. That's cool. The... Oh, okay, hold on. The uh, Poe's line is some badass Kevin Costner speech shit. Yeah, right. I, I love that line. We are the spark that will ignite the fire that will burn the First Order to the ground or whatever he says. So yeah. badass. Oh, I was like, that's right, Poe. That's right. <laughs> um, so we got some quick space shots. We saw Poe using the booster on the like an afterburner booster thing mm-hmm. on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys think? We in the teaser trailer we saw Poe's X Wing get destroyed. Well, it looks Mm -hmm. like it gets destroyed. Is this X Wing with the booster on the back? Is that his next X Wing after that? Or it is. You think so? Or do you think I kind of think maybe they're one and the same. I don't know. I don't know. Is it not called Black One or something like that? I can't remember what his I I think it's the same one because later on in the trailer, he's in that weird space bus type thing. Yeah, and then we we also know he pilots like um, the ski speeder or whatever the hell right. they're called. Okay, now, yeah, that that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have an X wing at that point. You know, his no, he could just be using the ship that's more appropriate 
for whatever he's trying to accomplish. I, I, I want to see. I want to see him pull a couple <laughs> of maneuvers. Oh, I, I think you know with the. There's going to be plenty of action and stuff. I also think there's going to be a lot of character moments that uh, build on these characters. That's kind of what you do in the middle movie of a trilogy is you build up the characters a little more. But I think they will definitely reinforce even more what a badass pilot Poe is. So I think yeah. we will see him up to some shenanigans. Yeah, don't worry. He knows a couple maneuvers. <laughs> um, and then one of my favorite sections of the trailer Fucking Finn versus Phasma. Finn dressed in his first order uh, officer outfit, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so obviously some sort of undercover mission or something. Uh, that clearly has gone awry. Yeah. Or has it gone really well? Did Finn uh, cause or was all this these? The purpose. You're right. Did he cause all these explosions in the back? Is he trying to blow something up? Look, do you see that they're like ATSTs right, right here? There. That's yep. the Phasma. What if that's the super ship? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Do they go on a undercover mission to try and infiltrate the Mega Star Destroyer? And then they're like, yo, this is Snoke's flagship. Let's destroy it. Let's try to take the whole First Order down and destroy this ship. And then if Phasma's they, like, traitor! Yeah. If they do that, though, What's the what's the first order victory this episode? I so my feeling is this mm -hmm. is this may be before crate. If crate is the the big final battle, I think maybe this okay. is before that. Like so, <laughs> so if it goes, you know, uh, attack on Dakar, uh, resistance runs away. Finn and Rose go on their mission to Canto Bite. Then maybe it goes from Canto Bite to this section of the movie to then the big battle on Crate, where maybe mm -hmm. Finn and Rose get reunited with the Resistance for the final battle. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, though. Like I said, it's so yeah. hard for me to figure out the the timeline of this movie. Um, oh, I wonder man. if he's got a cybernetic back. I don't know. I mean, we saw him in the teaser in that sort of bubble suit looking mm -hmm. thing. Um, what do you guys think? King Tom, you go first. Do you think uh, this is the last we see of Phasma? Do you think Finn's going to finish off Phasma? Or do you think she will live to see another day? I think she'll live to see another day. Um it, it's they, they. It looks like it's in one of those settings where everything is falling apart, kind of like the last battle of the Force Awakens, where some you know some big giant flaming piece of machinery is going to land between the two of them, and they give each other, you know, the eyes of death, but they can't reach each other. Right. Um, they, it just seems like they're setting Phasma up to be so much more than she was in the Force Awakens, which I like. You know, she has the book, she has the comic series. Mm -hmm. I I don't think she's you know so, in this movie it. I'm saying it, it feels like this. It feels like the good guys have to lose big. It feels like people have to die. But I don't know if it's going to be Phasma. And it just feels so weird because it's time Phasma's due her victory, right? Because, yeah. you know, Finn got the upper hand last time. But if Phasma does, you know, win, that means Finn lost twice in a row. Finn got his ass kicked twice. Like, Finn needs a win. But I guess if you destroyed the base, if you were successful in your objective, Getting your ass whooped fighting Captain Phasma, I guess, is 
secondary. It's a little bit of both. It's a little win, a little loss. Yeah, so if that is before Crate, then clearly Finn makes it out because we've see, also seen Finn piloting one of those uh, oh, yeah. ski speeders. So, you know, I, I think Finn is safe in that battle. If that's when it's set, you know, necess- mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's so confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to another cool space shot, TIE Fighters. It looks like... I can't tell if this structure back here is the Mega Star Destroyer or if that's one of those, what are they called? Or just Vin- standard Dreadnought or whatever the it is. Meat, yeah, the, like the pizza yeah. ones, the is flat it, ones. Was that the Vindicator or is that something older? I can't remember. Um, and then we've got like, this is one of those new resistance bombers. Is that mm-hmm. a planet right there in the background? No, or- I think that's a thruster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, if that is a planet, that looks kind of like Dakar. It's more of a like Earth-looking look, planet. These ships kind of look like a blend of a Calamari cruiser, a B-wing, and a Slave One. You know, it's kind of and it's got a little bit of like a, a World War II, like maybe B fifty-two bomber look to it too, which yeah. you know makes a lot of sense considering the influences on Star Wars and stuff. So. <clears throat> It doesn't look small. It doesn't look like it's manned by a small thing. No. Oh, second favorite animals in the, oh. the Last Jedi just popped up. These crystal Glass foxes. foxes. Yeah. Um, and then we get Luke's Luke's line, this isn't going to weigh, it's not going to go the way you think it is or whatever. Uh, whew. I think personally he may be talking to Ray about the prospect of training. And joining the the whole force side of the galactic conflict. I thought mm-hmm. he was in a fight. See, that my initial thought was like, oh, shit. They're, he's in the middle of a fight and somebody threw him in the water. Oh, you think you think like he got in a fight and he's like, look, you don't want to fuck with me. This isn't going the way <laughs> you think it is. Yeah, this isn't going to go Ooh. how you think it is. That would be kind of hey, hey. shit. If That would be kind of cool if that's Luke talking a little, swinging a little nuts, talking some shit before... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of like, cool. Oh, you came here to fuck with me. I'm about to whoop your ass. What do you <laughs> think, King Tom? It, yeah, it, first part of me thought that was during a flashback or something, because it has that kind of same color palette. It looks like it's raining, but at the same time, you see that one shot of Ray in the water, right? And maybe it's maybe it's her. Maybe he's warning her that you're strong. You're strong with the force, but you need to be trained. You need to be disciplined. Because right. if you think you're going to take this on and be able to destroy the whole First Order yourself, that's not how it's going to work. Okay. Okay. Um, so we get this. Uh, this is a really cool shot, I think. It's Leia looking out these giant bay doors. And uh, mm-hmm. if the two shots, you know, the one before this and this are the same, it looks like those foxes are running into this base. Probably mm-hmm. running away from the First Order, if I had to guess, like... Maybe that's tied to that scene we saw of all the uh, new AT-ATs and stuff walking. Um, yep. And... Well, we had a little, uh, little technical... No! Okay, sorry guys. We're having a little technical difficulties. One second. 
Okay, so we see like the big doors close and Leia. Uh, well, they're. It seems like they're closing. I guess Leia's inside, looking very sad. Sad, scary. All right, Ugh, I missed it. So we see Ray diving into this water, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you freeze it, which I wasn't able to do, um, in the right hand corner of the screen, it looks like there's a giant dragon skull or some shit. Yeah. Underwater with her. That is crazy. It looked like one of the things from Naboo. Yeah, the is it uh it's not the always it's not the one where he's like there's always a bigger fish. No, it is. It's the not Colo the third claw, one. Yeah. Colo claw fish. Yeah. Um I probably just a neat little piece of set dressing or something, but it's cool. Um we see Ray coming up out of the water. This is where I think maybe Maybe that, her vision quest. Yeah, like she had that's part of her journey to get wherever she is. And now, like it's possible that this is from that same scene where Luke was in the water. This isn't going to go how you think. Right. But it's, I, I also had this thought that maybe, the, you know, this is part of the vision quest. Like maybe that Luke Skywalker isn't the real Luke Skywalker. You know, like uh, maybe okay. she has a discussion with a, a dark Skywalker. side cave phantom Luke that tells her, you know, you're her not hair- worth you're not worth anything. You don't need to do this. Her hair looks like it's down there. That's yeah, like a little second. drier. Yeah, but it doesn't look to be water. up. I do want to know, though, uh, how Ray learned to swim. Yeah. Growing up on the desert planet. Because <laughs> there ain't a drop of water on that Jakku that she could have gone swimming in. It's not like they got a public pool on Jakku. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Seas. I don't know. Um, maybe that's part of the training montage. Like Luke's like, look, before I teach you the force, you got to learn how to swim. This is ridiculous. She, she goes swimming with Apollo and Rocky. Yes. Yes. So this scene right here, uh, Ray is in the foreground and Luke is in the background looming. Very dark looking. There's fog. I think this might be part of sort of like a Dagobah type vision, honestly. Mm. Um, Will, is this the scene you were talking about earlier? I think yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, this I just is... mean it's possible. It piqued my imagination. Yeah. I don't know. Like, are, am I just assuming too much? You assume too much. Am I assuming mm-hmm. too much and thinking that we're even going to get... Like a Dagobah type scene in this? Like, you know, I, the cave type scene? I think it would be appropriate... I mean, it's what Yoda did to Luke. You have to find yourself. Find, you know, you have to find the metal in yourself before you can sharpen it. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that aspect of it. But does that necessarily mean there's going to be a part Wasn't of the movie? Wasn't it his trial? <sighs> yeah. Was that part of Luke's tri- Jedi trial? Yeah, she but she would have a trial too. Yeah, but it, what basically what I'm trying to say is, does that necessarily mean there has to be a scene in this movie where she goes to a special place and experiences, you know, phantom visions like Luke saw Vader and? I think she'd have to go to a place where the dark side is strong, like Yoda said. Like, you know, you need to understand. I guess. I guess it's you need to understand the dark side and its pull and what it's you know the force of what it's telling you, yeah. To understand yourself, I don't know. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it. I don't know. I was just wondering. Like that's what I assume is that there's going to be something similar. I just wonder if 
if that's something I should be assuming. I don't if know. If she doesn't, then, you know, it, it's just like Jedi school. She graduated and got her certificate, and now she's Jedi DDS. Um, you know, some, there's the red, uh, red eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's spotting that, Will. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so we get a, sh- a shot of all the, the new AT-ATs and stuff on Crate. There's the red dirt and stuff uh, billowing up. And yeah, red eyes on the AT-MX-6 or whatever the hell they're called. I There's going to gonna have to be a better name because that shit is a mouthful. Yeah, I, that's what kind of why I think they might end up being called Gorilla Walkers. I do like the other cannon on the back. Yeah. <laughs> silverback, silverback Walkers. Um, cool action scenes. Oh boy, here we go. Very nicely done. Oh yeah, here we go. So we get a, a shot of Snoke once again, surprising the shit out of me. I didn't think we'd hear Snoke, and I definitely didn't think we'd see him. We definitely old do. Wrinkly ball face. We see <laughs> reaching out and saying, uh, "Fulfill your destiny." And then it cuts to a scene of Ray clearly in pain, looking yeah, like... Yeah, it looks like she's being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like she's holding on to something, or maybe she's chained to something by her hands, and then she's being... Yeah, I never noticed that. away from it. Like, maybe she is sort of chained, chained by her arms to the ground, and he's pushing her. I can't see mm-hmm. any chains, but the way her arms are, I see what you mean. Um, so this, this right here is one of those things that like, I don't know when the fuck this happens. Does it like, if crate is the big final battle and, and if, if Ray is somehow in the mix, is this, when before? does snow get a hold of Ray? Right. Does and go ahead. King Tom. If this is, if this is the last scene or the last time we see Ray in the movie, Ooh. Would we would we see it in a trailer? My my answer to that is no. So it has to be something even earlier. Yeah. What if what if similarly Ray comes away from this scene, this movie after this broken? Like maybe she gets out or somebody frees her, but she is damaged, kind of like Luke Skywalker is at the end of Empire. So mm-hmm. do you think? Um, Snoke is torturing. Okay, so A, I think this puts to rest some people's ideas that maybe even Snoke doesn't have the Force. Another piece of information that came out, uh, there was a second revision of that uh, book, Star Wars, Everything You Need to Know. And in its passage about Snoke, it specifically mentions that he has the Force and he has telekinesis and and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um if he is torturing her, do you think it's trying to break her and make her go over to the dark side? Like, I can't necessarily see her him torturing her for information. Maybe he's torturing her as a test for Kylo, whether he's going to stop him or not. Hmm. Okay. I didn't consider that. Um, good call. I've got the weird shit tonight. I don't know. I'm <laughs> digging it. Hey, this is what I like. Yeah, hold on. This is what I like. And uh and you know me. Oh! I like that. Fucking technical difficulties out the wazoo tonight. <laughs> Trying to get too fancy. 
This is what happens. Um, I starting to upset me emotionally seeing mm-hmm. Ray pause there in that I torturous know. I don't position. Like it. I don't like it. Uh, what were you going to say, buddy? I always thought that if the Emperor had gotten his hands on Luke, at, you know, after Empire Strikes Back, I think it would have looked like this. I mean, it basically did in Return of the Jedi when he's shocking yeah. his ass. Yeah. That's true. It's clearly in his <laughs> red throne room. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and you can see the Praetorian Guard in the background. Oh, is that what that is? Right here? Is that what you're talking is about? That? No, no, no. On the here, right. Oh, over her. Yeah, right shot. underneath. Oh, okay. Um, so in the behind the scenes stuff, we also saw Ray facing off with more than one person. Do you think she mm-hmm. breaks free, grabs the saber, and then goes to battle with the Praetorian Guards? I believe it's possible. If. Hold on now. What if? So, I'm pretty of the opinion that the Forced Order makes it to Octo at some point. There's a scene in the original teaser trailer where the Falcon blows up a TIE fighter. And to me, I feel that was on Octo. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, does that happen way earlier than the movie than I thought? Does that happen maybe towards the end of Act 2? They capture Rey. Maybe leave Luke for dead. Maybe they capture him too. Does Finn and Rose get on, or, or just Finn maybe, get on the Mega Destroyer and then find out that Rey is being held captive and that w- is why he tries to blow the ship up, shit up to get Rey and then they That'd leave cool. the Mega, Mega Star Destroyer and go to Crate to join in on the battle? I don't know, but I kind of like the idea of that. Let me ask you a question. Okay. This out. This outfit that that she's in, this is the one they've been saying is her new Jedi training outfit. But have we seen her in this outfit on Octo? Because, like, what if, like, she's captured and they say, here, these are your new clothes that you're... Like, like an old James Bond movie. You know what I mean? How they dress James yeah. Bond and his... I don't girl, know. Like, I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to think, have we seen her in her new tra- Jedi training gear on Octo? I know in the behind... she in when she just swam out of that hole? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The, Damn, all I saw were, were the arm wraps, which are so similar yeah. between the two... two uh, they don't look like they changed. The wraps look like the one thing that stayed the same. Yeah. Arm <laughs> I need someone. Ugh. Actually, I'll take that back. The arm wraps are different. Okay. Because in one they just come down to her wrist, and on another one they come down to like her knuckles. Hmm. Well, the one she has, I think the one she has from the end of the Force Awakens, they're like kind of one piece, like you stick your arm in them. Where the these gauntlets. are the ones. Yeah, more like gauntlets that go up yeah. to your shoulder, where these ones she was wearing there, and then the ones from early The Force Awakens, they're actually like gauze-wrapped. Okay. Okay. We need so, we need to ask Sal these questions. Yeah, costumer extraordinaire. And get, get him in, ask, ask those questions, and have him do some knee and numb. <laughs> oh my god, his knee and numb is so yeah. great. Um, so here we go, guys. We're getting to the part that exploded brains... Made Raylos mm-hmm. go all in a tizzy. And by the She's way, so pretty. I, I, Her eyes are so pretty. If we have yeah. uh, people that you know are Raylos or whatever, if if that is a, an offensive term to you guys, I'm I'm not meaning to be offensive. You guys be whatever into whatever you want. That's just how. If I'm, the love between Kylo Ren and Ray isn't offensive by nature to you, you can be offended at the title. <laughs> oh really? 
I'm just saying, like, you really, who wants the two of them to get together sexually? Really? There's a lot. I mean, I I don't. I know there's a lot of fan people out there that want Spock and Captain Kirk to get it on. Yeah, but this like, is different. This is different. Like, what I'm saying how is. How is it different? Because it. Uh, We've because only it's seen angsty and emo-y and no okay will 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 I just I'm so against it it's not okay I am I'm not a fan just... I am not a fan of the idea of Ray and Kylo being together either but I am not I'm gonna get hate mail next week for this but I'm saying it right now it's not okay it's not okay with me it weirds there's okay. elements of it that weird me out his rapey dude it, it's, rapey. It's, it's a little yeah it's a little creepy um. And and like just their interactions in the Force Awakens don't leave me being Wait, like, oh, they should get together. But I also understand. Look, as a dude who watched six seasons of Lost and was a hardcore Jack and Kate shipper, I understand the concept of shipping. Is what I'm saying. And I'm just saying, like, if you're into the Ray and Kylo thing, I don't want to offend you by being like Raylos. I don't know if it's like. But it's also something not to get uh, people's opinions is not something to get offended about if it's just something is as non important as two fictional characters. I'd rather getting together. Finn and Poe Dameron hook it up. I'd rather I'd be fine with that chemistry there. I'd be I'd be fine with that. I think pe- people look for romance in Star Wars, and it it, it is natural to think, oh yeah, yeah, Ray and Kylo Ren hook up, but you're not thinking of the consequences or of what they've been like. Uh, like you were saying before, well, it it they had many, you know, the mind rape scene, basically. Yeah, like it's he forces it just, himself into her mind. Like I that's know a that violation it, of the highest order. I yeah. I agree. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying you might want to calm it down just a little. You're at like an eleven, <laughs> maybe like a seven or an eight would be no, more pre- no, appropriate. I can be. I can have this opinion. I can be heated about this. It's I am fair. not saying you can't have the opinion. To my delicate sensibilities. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't have the opinion. I'm just saying there are people out there who listen to the show who are into the whole Raylo and Kylo thing. And I was well, just I'm saying, I'm not hating on them. They can have that opinion. They're more than welcome to. And I mean them no harm. Okay. Oh, fuck <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I agree. There's no reason to argue. I'm saying I'm just... <laughs> I fully agree. I think you're just, of all things, we've only seen one movie. We don't know where the relationship between these two characters is going to go. There has to I'll be. i where it's been. It's been creepy. I don't know where it's going to go. It, there There's has been... to. All I'm saying is there has to be some sort of, I would assume at some point in this trilogy, there has to be some sort of romantic connection between characters i personally do not believe it will be between ray and kylo i would think it would be more likely between maybe ray and finn maybe finn and rose or like you said if they want to make it poe and finn fucking do it i'm all for that i'm down i don't give a fuck yeah okay that's fine i'm just saying there are some people that feel that way and this trailer definitely it definitely plays at that it definitely plays at that. Now, I definitely think this is an excellent example of some misdirection in this movie. So and let's, the reason it, I feel like it's done so well is the lighting on her face and then the lighting behind Kylo, Kylo Ren so, in the next scene. It, it almost seems flawless. Let's finish up place, seamless, I guess. real quick. Um, okay. 
So there we go. So she says, I need someone to show me where my place is in all of this. And it cuts to Kylo. His scar is healed. Now, there's reasons I, sh- I say that you should keep this all in mind. Um, his scar is healed. Uh, for one, Ray is sitting down. She's not standing up facing whoever she's talking to. Right. Two, she's mm-hmm. wearing her End of the Force Awakens outfit. So that leads me to believe, unless she never wears the new outfit on Octo, which King Tom totally threw a, a wrench into that thought, you know? Um, yeah. That maybe it is, or that it's probably pretty early on in the movie. Now, does that necessarily mean that the that thematically, that theme of of that is not present in the movie, where Kylo is trying to get Rey to go with him, I think that is definitely going to be a part of the movie, whether it be romantic or not. I Personally, I think it's going to be more from a dark side type of thing, where he's like, join me, become part of the dark side, we'll kill Snoke, you know. Basically, and we'll rule the galaxy. Yeah, basically yeah. the Vader at End of Empire, you know, yeah. that whole Sith dark side type thing. Um the reason I think it's two different scenes is because, like I said, Ray's outfit, the way she's sitting, and then the the progress or the state of Kylo's scar in the mm-hmm. following scene. It so, be it, it it seems similar. The idea of it or what we're discussing seems similar to, you know, the way Anakin was like, "We can remake the galaxy, however we want to." Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think. You know, Star Wars is always going to have a, a quality of redemption about it. There's always going to be something redemptive in the storyline. So in that regard, I do think that Kylo, in some sort of essence, can redeem himself by the end of this trilogy. But I am steadfast in thinking that it can't happen without self-sacrifice. So yeah. I think Kylo doesn't make it out of this trilogy. Even if he does turn good in the end and help the resistance and overthrow the first order, uh, you know, I think it's not going to come without the price of his life. Um, What do you feel about this whole thing, King Tom? Yeah, I think Kylo has to pay a price. I do too. Uh, Anakin, Anakin lost everything he had. He had to live his life in a, giant walking lung um right yeah he redeemed himself and he died and i don't think kylo turns good saves the galaxy gets the girl no i don't see that happen it seems too he's gonna pay what he owe he yeah i'm telling you right now and you know what like like it's real easy to say that Anakin redeemed himself. And I know that's how it goes in the story. Anakin was redeemed, went back to the light side, but I don't know if he really paid the price for killing all them kids. Y'all like <laughs> killing the Sith Lord of the guy, ga- you know, the Sith Lord bringing balance to the force. Yeah, that's great. Helping overthrow the empire. Great. There's no longer a fucking evil fascist regime regime ruling the galaxy, but you killed a load of kids, motherfucker. <laughs> and all of the Jedi after Order yeah. 66. And that's mm-hmm. not counting any horrendous shit he did in the 20 years between episode, you know, three and four. So, right. you know, just because if Kylo does go good, redeem himself, die, I'm not going to be like, we're all good, Kylo. You killed Han Solo, but we're good. We're good, dude. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Unless they come up with some batshit crazy way for it to happen. 
Um, Vader tries to get Luke to take over the family business. He was like, damn, I guess I do love my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke's like, no, dad, I'm going to be my own man. You know, if and another reason I think it's two different scenes and those two scenes aren't related is that's another thing that I don't think would be in the trailer if it was really that way in the final product. Yeah. So it's just kind I think of she's, how I'm feeling. I think she's talking to Chewie. To Chewie, huh? Because it, Dude, that know, would be has, awesome. I think it was in the behind the scenes. It had the picture of like him at a campfire underneath the Millennium Falcon. You're oh. right. Dude. I love this idea. So you're thinking, so like, uh, let's try to put this together a little bit. She meets Luke. She okay. gives him the saber. And he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And Boy, so, let, me think, let me think about it. And then he's that, like, go let ahead. me see what you got. They do a little training. And then he's like, no, 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 no. You can get out of here. Yeah. So that night she goes back to the Falcon, sits down at the campfire with Chewie, and then says, I need someone to show me my place. And all. Oh, man, that would be great. I love that idea. And then Chewie goes off and finds Luke, gives him a stern roaring at. They need a then, hug. They need a hug, the two of them. Dude, if there is they not they a, really do. If there's not a Chewie and Luke hug or like touching and chew, touching Chewie and Luke moment, I'm going to be mm-hmm. a little disappointed. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly going to be a little disappointed. We didn't get I mean, the the Chewie and Leia moment uh, after Han died. Uh, you know, JJ's gone on record saying that was a mistake he made. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I they got to do they got to do that. I hope they do. I will cry so hard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. So we've been through the trailer. Uh, let's do some closing thoughts. Uh, Will, why don't you start? What's your general feeling going into the movie? What are you looking forward to seeing that we necessarily didn't see? And uh, stuff like that. I'm looking forward to seeing Luke Skywalker whip ass. Uh, I'm afraid I won't see it. I'm afraid angry, crabby Luke is going to stay on Octu, no matter what. And uh, the adventure will be all, all young Rays. You know, and maybe she'll come back to Luke in in episode three, like Luke did to, to Yoda. But that's what I really want to see. I want to see Luke, wise Luke, do some badass. You know, Yoda lifted a X wing out of the swamp, and not that that was hard. Like that was, you know, that was a morning workout for him. But <laughs> it was badass know, to, see, to see, though. Right. I want to see Luke do something similar. So. I'm with you. I want to see Luke be badass. I have this gut feeling that what's a better payoff than setting up crazy, hesitant, you know, scarred and depressed Luke to have him in the third act, turn it around and be the Jedi master we always imagined him to be posted. What a sweet fucking payoff. And I hope that's the way it's going to go. Because if not, don't see him in the first one, Mm -hmm. let him not be what you want him to be in the second one. And then bring it home with what you really want in the third one. That's what I was going to say. If they don't do it in this, please guys do it in nine. I got to see like, you know, I I just got to see the version or close to the version of Luke, I always assumed he would be after Return of the Jedi. Jedi Master Luke. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. Like that's what I want too. Uh, what about you, Tom? Um, I love the trailer. I, 
part of me feels like I don't need to see, like, I've not felt this way going in a Star Wars movie. Like, I don't need to see anything more. I'd love to see more, no, but totally. I'm ready for this movie. I think Ryan Johnson knows what he's doing, and I just have a ton of questions. I do not, I really don't want to see Ray turn to the dark side. Okay, um, this is my thoughts on that. I don't think it, I mean, I think it would only be natural in sort of the character progression for at some point her to be tempted or flirt with the dark side. Yeah. But do you, and, and maybe I'm, I'm thinking backwards on this, right? I don't know, but okay. The force awakens comes out and it gives a ton of young girls, this amazing role model and Ray to look up to. And it's Mm -hmm. great. It's very progressive for star Wars. They could always do better. And I hope they do. Right. Right. But, in a personal from a personal stance like i have little goddaughters who love ray they've been all about ray since the force awakens and i love mm-hmm. that you know and do would you really want to take that character and then turn her to the dark side especially permanently i don't think so right well, luke luke didn't luke never was tempted and flirted with the dark side oh i don't know i think luke was tempted and flirted with the dark side well, yeah. at least they, they wanted you to think that in Return of the Jedi. Because he comes into Jabba's palace and force chokes a Gamorrean guard. Like, first mm-hmm. off, like, as soon as you see him, he's wearing all black. You know, I think they at least wanted to give you... Now, at no point does he go full Is that full not the dark force side. sleeper hold? Like, is that the force choke? I think that's a force choke. Personally, I, I've heard people debate it. But personally, I think he's force choking there. Um, I don't... I don't necessarily think that Luke ever intended to join Vader and go to the dark side. But in Return of the Jedi, he does lash out in anger at the Emperor. He grabs the lightsaber and tries to strike down the Emperor in anger. Mm -hmm. Using... Yeah, and when when Vader says, Sister... You have a twin sister. If you can't be mm-hmm. turned, then perhaps she will. And he goes, no! And then fucking goes off on Vader. I think that's probably searching, uh, flirting with the dark side. And he snaps out of it. the first one, is that not playing him, playing his mind? Because what would in, any Jedi is supposed to kill the Emperor? Like, he's a Sith. Like, Jedi are supposed to kill Sith. Yeah, but he's being, he's allowing himself to be manipulated by the Emperor. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, does he? I don't think Luke comes close I mean, to not going. In the end. I don't think Luke comes close to going Sith Lord, but I think in Jedi, he absolutely flirts with the dark side. When he's going off on Vader in that lightsaber duel, I think what snaps him out of it is cutting his hand off. And then he says, then he's like, you know, I'm a Jedi like my, my father before me. I think he flirts with it. I'm not saying he embraces the dark side, I'm not saying he. Be- you know, he uses well, I mean, the dark side. Then if that's the case, then Ray's flirting with the dark side all through Force Awakens. Yeah, but she she's also untrained. She doesn't necessarily she doesn't know. know the difference between the two yet, you know? But it, going, going back to what, what Haas said, you know, my daughter was the same exact way. I showed her the trailer and she does not, she was like scared of Ray going to the dark side. And didn't Kathleen Kennedy say during the panel that Ryan Johnson writes women better than anyone she's at. So she she praised Ryan Johnson for the way that he wrote women. Um, I don't have the uh, quote directly in my exactly. mind, grapes or anything, but I, I think you're right. I think something similar was said. But 
I don't think she would say that about him if he was turning her dark for the sake of turning her dark. Right. And I honestly, I personally don't think it happens. Like, I don't think yeah. she's going to go over to the dark side. But like, it's what they're teasing, and it's right got you thinking. Right. Now, like, you know, I think... I don't know. I would be interested. That's just always how I've thought of the end of Return of the Jedi, that Luke does sort of, you know, toe the edge at the very least. And yeah. it's because he's being manipulated by the Emperor. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, Obi-Wan says uh, a Jedi uses a lightsaber always for a t uh, defense, never for attack. And when he grabs that lightsaber and goes after the Emperor, that's definitely going on the attack. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's just my personal way of looking at it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'd be interested to see how other people think. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. 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 Yeah, I, I don't think Ray's gonna go to the dark side. I mean, maybe. I mean, and that means Obi Wan was flirting with the dark side in the Phantom Menace, right? I I left the Phantom Menace thinking he kind of was flirting. He seemed awfully angry when he was fighting Darth Maul. Look at them, you and McGregor faces. Those I mean, he was using a lightsaber for attack, man. Well, Not when defense. Yoda said, "What would it?" Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Right. He he didn't... I don't know if that means once you start down the dark path, you're going to be a disciple of the dark side. Or I think it more means once you start down the dark path, you're going to have to deal with this all your life. You're, you know, you, the temptation is always going to be there. Almost like an addiction. Right. 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 I mean, I, I'm I, to be honest. Like I remember post Phantom Menace on message boards and people and stuff, and people being like, "Yo, it seemed like Obi Wan came pretty close to using the dark side, or or you know, he was mm -hmm. there was definitely anger involved, and yeah. you know, in in the idea of the quote unquote perfect Jedi, they would never act out of anger or fear or aggression." Obviously, these are supposedly human characters. Like, they're not just emotionalist robots. Like, mm -hmm. you would and hope. I mean, like, I just feel, I feel like that aggression is maybe taking it far because Yoda is tapping into the dark side when he's fighting the Emperor. See, the thing is, is I never got, in my mind, I never felt like Yoda was angry during that fight. I felt he was resolute. Are you serious when he's, like, screaming and, like... When's Yoda screaming in that fight? Rah, rah, rah. Doesn't he? When he like does the, I think that's more the Count Dooku one, and I thought that was more like a maybe the Count battle Dooku cry one. or something. Yeah, like you know, type deal. I don't like know. Bruce Lee used to do. I mean, you know, none of these. It would not be interesting to have a Jedi character that is one hundred percent emotionless. You know. It, it, mm -hmm. you, to to make an interesting character, they have to go through this. When I say that Ray will maybe flirt with or come close to embracing the dark side, it would be a moment of character growth where, like Luke, she comes close and comes out on the other side stronger and more resolute in the dark side. Like I feel like when Luke 
tosses his saber aside and says, you failed, your highness. I'm a Jedi like my father before me, right? Or whatever he says to the emperor. Um, I feel like that is the moment Luke truly becomes like a Jedi. That's when he is, he is past the, his final trial. He came close to the dark side. Like he could have ended the emperor right there, fully embraced the dark side and become the, or fully ended the emperor there, embraced the dark, fuck, killed Vader, embraced the dark side, became the emperor's apprentice. But he didn't. But I still think he was affected by the dark side. Personally. <clears throat> That's just how I feel. Um, I feel like I've gone in circles on that one a little bit. Um, so we went real long on the trailer discussion. So we probably will not be really getting into some emails and voice messages this week. Guys, I'm so sorry. We have so many, but on the bright side, there ain't going to be a ton of news the next couple of weeks. It always <laughs> calms down. So we will have plenty of time to hear what you guys said um, and think, and we will have plenty of time to continue these discussions. Will will have plenty of times to be getting frustrated with me and get heated. Will was red in the face for a second there during that, that Ray. Hobbs just kept stuff. wanting to take me there. Hobbs was like, but it's okay. It's okay for people to believe that. No, no, it's not. You were being tempted by the dark side. Right? I, I think it's fine for people to like the idea. <laughs> well, like, it's, you don't it's understand. It's fine for fan fiction. You want to write Star Wars fan fiction where Kylo Ren and Rey get together? Fine. You really want that to happen in my Star Wars? Get the fuck out of here. No, do not say get the fuck out of here. I Will, you're not the one that has to get the DMs and the messages that's like, oh, what the fuck? That's real fucked up. <laughs> that's real fucked up that y'all said that and then like anything that gets said on here I get associated with I get the shrapnel no it's okay if people want that I just don't think it's going to happen I don't like it I've made that very clear I don't like the whole Raylo thing but there's a, a, a pretty I don't know about huge but there are people out there that are into that idea I'm saying if they were to have to do that they would have to I, I can't even imagine the scenario where they do that where I'm like, oh, it works. You know, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm cool with this. Like, there would have to be such a fundamental huge change in Kylo that it would almost feel too forced, I guess. I guess is Dude, what I'm I'd trying get to do. up. I'd get up. <laughs> I think you're not being necessarily as open-minded about where possibly the story could go. I would walk out and I may have to calm myself down to come <laughs> back in and see the rest of Star Wars, but I would be so mad. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so it looks like maybe after 2019, there's like a 10 to 15% chance I may need a new co-host because like he is real set on this. I don't like the idea either. That's what I'm trying to... Like Will's acting like I'm trying to push it on him. I'm not. I think you're scared I, of what the Raylo fans are going to say is what you are. No, I want to say something. Go ahead. Go I want to say please. something to egg the two of you on even more. Neither of you may talk to me again after that. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, no, I'm no, I, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of something, but no, I'm, it's just entertaining listening. It's, listening to it's not necessarily that I'm worried about what people that are into the whole Ray and Kylo thing are going to think or say to me or piss them off. It's more like I don't 
want anybody listening to be like, oh, they think I'm a fucking dumbass. They think I'm a fucking idiot. They think I'm creepy. It's not that. I also, I'm, I'm not going to agree with them. I'm not going to toe the Raylo line and be like, oh, no, that shit's cool. I'm into that. I'm going to say, like, no, I'm not necessarily into that idea. Uh, so you're saying no matter your fan persuasion, whether you're a Raylo shipper or whether you hate porks, we don't agree with you here at Blue Harvest, but we welcome you. Th- th- basically, King Tom. Okay. Like a fan. I'm not benevolent. trying to belittle those fans. Well, and that was not my intention. I would say much to like make fun Luke. of them or <laughs> or put them down. I can understand their desire for that to happen because they think it's poetic or tragic or whatever. Well, why ever that seems awesome. I'm saying I don't want it in Star Wars. I don't want it in Star Wars. I'm with you. I mm-hmm. I would not be stoked on it. <clears throat> but um you know, in unless Ray is just going to not be romantic romantically affiliated with anybody in this trilogy or going forward, which you know, I guess that's I always mean, a possibility. That's and not him saying like I don't think she necessarily has to be. Yeah, you for know, sure cuz Luke wasn't. Luke never was. Ray can be an independent, you know, Ray doesn't have to be well, I mean, bound to a man. I oh, ac- absolutely. Right. Well, I I guess Luke did have sort of a thing for Leia, but uh, we saw how that went. And that's the one mm-hmm. thing I would say, like as far as the Raylo thing goes, like maybe we should have all of the uh, information about Ray and Kylo on the table before we get too invested into that idea, because mm-hmm. I I think it's still maybe a possibility that they're related in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. To me, I'm not feeling super strongly about the Luke connection at this point. I'm um, not either. Uh, just and and that's like I said. I've said many times. As soon as the Force Awakens was over, I was like, "Holy shit, she's Luke's daughter," and I don't necessarily still feel 100 that way, but. You know, it's happened before in Star Wars. Maybe we should just make sure they're not related before you get too invested in that. But, mm-hmm. uh, whew, I did not expect that, I will say. <laughs> I did not expect that. So, one last thing I wanted to take care of before we call it a night. Um, our buddy Vinny, Vinny the Mandalorian, has a, a special urgent voicemail. For the podcast this week and uh i wanted to make sure and play that for you guys um and like i said we've got a jd fett voicemail in the in the queue we've got a soars band deem we've got demarcus we've got chris somebody i almost gave something away we got our buddy mm-hmm. brad love chris lily eric h an amazing dude peter Richie from Boston, Josh, Steve D. So many messages for you guys to look forward. You know those guys uh, always bring the thunder with their emails and stuff. So, we'll massage you next time. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, we went long. I did not expect Will to go Super Saiyan on me this episode. Twice. Like the Raylo thing came up. I did not expect up. you to bait me twice. I wasn't baiting you. I Try was... to pacify me with some bullshit. I am. I'm actually getting a a tad bit frustrated. (laughs) A a tad bit frustrated. 
Don't be frustrated. Um, it's all in fun. All right, so let's hear what our buddy Vinny has to say. Well, remember those technical difficulties I was talking about? All right, here we go. Hey, Haas and Will. It's me, Vinny the Mandalorian. Long time no chat, guys. Hope everything's going well. Boy, uh, I've been a busy boy. School started up, and cool things like a Mandalorian radio show get really just get pushed back into the corner. But I promise it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. Have many volunteers ready to supply their voices for some awesome characters. It's going to be great. Um, let's see. Star Wars trailer. Boy, howdy. That's some good stuff in there. Uh, I hope a lot of the Leia getting taken out is just a re-misdirect. Keeping my fingers crossed for my space princess. Oh, man. Really sucks that they're really tugging at those emotional cords. You know what I mean? Uh, well, now that the good news has been said, some bad news. Most of Northern California is on fire right now. I have some family friends who uh, had to evacuate their house and... Uh, I'm going to be volunteering my time this weekend at a few evacuation centers. Um, the local Star Wars costuming clubs have gathered some supplies, and I'll be uh, driving, hopefully, with a full truck bed this weekend, uh, dropping off respirators, food, and water uh, to the hungry, hungry firemen and people who have lost their homes or have been evacuated from them. Um, if anyone would like to get involved or would like to donate, uh, I know the info has been posted to my personal Facebook. Uh, our buddy Sal has shared it. Uh, if you have, can't find my Facebook, that's cool too. It'll be on my Instagram, uh, at the Mando Kenobi and also my clan's Instagram, at the Wolves of Mandalore. Um, it should be on our Facebook later today. I know we're all trying to gather as much as we can before this weekend, but I'll most likely be visiting next weekend as well. So please, if you could help out, donate some respirators with an M95 rating. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Water bottle, canned food. Uh, surprising enough, underwear. Underwear is needed, y'all. Hmm. Anything you could donate, that'd be much appreciated. Let's uh, let's do what we do best, Star Wars fans, and help out those in need. Ooh, yeah. All right, guys. Great chatting with you. Uh, may the Force be with you. And uh, keep moisture farming. Leap. So, yeah, as you can guys, guys can see, that's why I wanted to make sure and get uh, Vinny's message in this week. So, um... If you have the means and the ability to help out, you guys uh, should definitely uh, do so. That wildfire shit is terrifying looking. It's um, insane. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, check out where you can donate. Like he said, uh, you can check him out on the Mando Kenobi on Instagram 
and he'll have some information on there, how you can donate and help out. Also, um, you know, as a side note, you get to see a lot of cool Mandalorian stuff, and <laughs> I like that shit. Um, oh, I like that! But, uh, yeah, any way you guys can help out. There's just been so much bad shit going on lately, man. Hurricanes yeah. and shootings and wildfires. It's just fucking terrible, so... Uh, and he is right. The thing that Star Wars fans do do best when they're not arguing about things that don't matter, like Raylo and Luke going to the dark side, or I knew you're <laughs> bring it back, or about back you know how Kia D's head looks like a cock, or uh, whatever it is that we like to talk about. You know, Star Wars fans can do a lot of good. I've seen it personally. I've seen Star Wars fans do some amazing things. You know, so uh, let's continue that trend. You know, that's what matters most. Be a, be a good person. Who cares what you're into in Star Wars? If you're a good person, that's what matters. So, uh, you guys help out if you can. And, uh, like I said, we'll get to everybody's mess. I'm so sorry, guys. I was not expecting to do almost two and a half hours on the trailer. It's just a good damn trailer. I'm sure you Perfect. understand. Great trailer. Um, we will catch up with you guys next week. Until then, King Tom Buddy. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. You and Will both illuminated things in the trailer that I hadn't caught in 40 viewings or whatever. <laughs> things I hadn't thought about. That is what I love about doing this, man. I get new friends like King Tom, old friends like my best friend Will, and they all bring pieces that I haven't even thought about. Now tonight, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about these things. You know, watch it 40 more times. 40 more <laughs> times. I'll be like, God damn, that's a good point, King Tom. Why didn't I think of that? But uh, anyways, guys, uh, King Tom, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and stuff? Um, best place is my Twitter, Tom Chansky, C-H-A-N-S-K-Y, one word. And yeah, I'm on Instagram. Don't post there that much, but the link to my Instagram is there. And this is the best way to follow me, get in touch with me, talk to me, whatever. Yeah, and uh, if you want to hear the sweet, dulcet tones of King Tom, you can find him on a lot of other podcasts as well. He's done The Sith List. Uh, he's a frequent caller in to Steele's Call-In Show. He did an, a recent episode of Strother's Wars, where yeah, Eric Strother sit da sits down and talks to Steel Wars fans about some of their favorite moments in the Steel Wars podcast. So mm -hmm. Do a little digging, and uh, the, you can uh, find the bad motivators. Yep, uh, really... the podcast, uh, the Canobite Dispatch. I, I, there are a bunch of kind of podcasts that we all. I mean, we're all in one big family. I like to think, right? And uh, we're all cool. So, you know, they're they're all excellent, all good friends. So, follow uh, them all. Yeah, and uh... but you got you guys, my favorite, oh. definitely. God. Oh, God. I'm, not, I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying. Oh, like that! Even if you were just saying it, I wouldn't bitch about it. I like feeling nice from time to time. Sit down in a bubble bath, get all soapy, light some candles, read some Raylo fan fiction. Boom! Brought it back around again. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, if you guys like our theme song, please support the band that was kind enough to donate the music. They are Stoned Cobra. And you can find them at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Also on iTunes and Spotify. 
And I think that's going to do it for us this week. Until next week, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. And I'm Tom Chansky. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>